Hey, how are you? Tonight, the one, the only, Brian Dawkins. It's time for the best podcast around. Grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. This is Corner Pub Sports. How you doing? This is Leonard Weaver, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports, baby. Corner Pop Sports. What is up, everybody? You, yeah. Mike, Mike's a little busy. Mike, what are you, what are you reading there? What's I'm sorry. Up? Oh, what, hey, sorry. What, sorry. What's up? What, what, what are you Mike? reading there, Mike? What are you reading? Oh, I got a a, a book by Brian Dawkins. Really? By the best, my journey to Canton and beyond. Oh, that's that's funny because we had Brian Dawkins on our show. We're, we're gonna have him on our show. I should say we interviewed him a little bit ago. Um, about a couple hours ago, and it was uh, amazing. And we're going to play it back for you in just a few minutes here. Um, we cannot thank um, Leslie Goodell enough, who helped set this up. She uh, is a saint. And Brian was completely – he's is absolutely amazing. So I don't know what else to do to start off the show other than we're just going to go right into it. I think it's time we had to just – there's nothing you could say. He speaks no. for himself. Just put the right. interview up. Man. I think it's done. I think we got to put the interview up. So enjoy, everybody. We interviewed Brian Dawkins, NFL legend, Eagles great. This is um, this is one for the ages for us. I, I know we're you know supposed to be cool, calm, collected. Nah, like no, uh, yeah, we we lost that right when. Uh, not that uh, not that it was on the air, but when Ryan looks at Brian Dawkins and says. No man, you're 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 Brian Dawkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so so we're gonna we're gonna play the uh, the 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 interview back, and we're gonna reflect on some other stuff that uh, happened right afterwards, which is pretty awesome. And um, again, um, here here you go. I don't know what else to say, but the Wolverine whips his calls through the Corner Pub Sports Podcast. I, here we go. I well like said. It. Well said. All right, we are joined by 16 years in the NFL, nine times Pro Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, the last Philadelphia Eagle to wear the number 20, which I love that, and above all, a great human being, and of course, I can't forget, NFL Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins. Oh, man. Mr. Dawkins, thank you so much for joining us, man. No, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Uh, this is this is amazing. Um, so, Brian, you're you're joining us. You have a new book. It's called Blessed by the Best. Uh, it's available on BrianDawkins.com. Fifty percent of the proceeds of the book are donated to your foundation, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. Would you mind telling us about the about the foundation? Because it's, it's 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 pretty awesome what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a it's a blessing to be able to do something first of all for other people, right? To be a blessing to other people, and that's what the foundation is about. And you know. I was blessed to come up with the concept of 
blessing other people. And from a mental health standpoint, from a physical standpoint, um, financial literacy standpoint, and financial assistance for uh, single parent households. And so that's kind of the, the premise of it all. Right now, we've been really heavy into the mental health aspect of blessing. We have seven, nine schools, I believe, now in Jacksonville and about five to six in Philadelphia that we're sponsoring these mental health programs in. And so extremely excited about those things. But as much as I can give, give, excuse me, get, excuse me, as much as I can then give out. So that's why 50% of the proceeds um, that I'm receiving anyway is, is going towards the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome stuff. And you're, you know, you gave it all on the field, 16 years. And now you're giving back to the community. And, and it, I understand, like, you know, uh, I was talking to Leslie Goodell, who kind of helped set this up for us. Um, and she she made it she made it known. She said, you know, you, you don't really miss playing the game, but you're 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 more so concentrating on giving back in the communities. And, and, and he's, you know, she said that means a lot to you. Yeah. I mean, there's a, my, my favorite book tells me for there's a time and place for everything. And there's a season for everything. That was my season. I played the game of football for 16 years in the national football league and um, probably 10 more years in, in little league and college and high school. So I've spent a, a great percentage of my life though, thus far playing the game of football but i will tell you guys that when i was an executive for the philadelphia eagles i don't know if you guys knew that or not but when i was an executive uh, with the eagles the year we won the super bowl and when i'm as we're having the parade and we're you know going crazy in the streets having that good time (laughs) yeah but but my heart was changing And, Mm -hmm. and and the fire that i lived to bless people and to talk about football, to share my thoughts about football or how to improve players and improve your attitude and all of those things. That drive and desire, that fire begin to change into, okay, how can I help other people? How can I take that same premise, that same message and go from just helping people be uh, good on the football field? Yes, but better people all around. How can I then spread that and share that with other people? Mm-hmm. Hence the book came into my eye, to my, to my thoughts. And then the other things that I'll be doing um, going forward and more of a life, a mindset type of coach to help people truly, truly define what success is to them, create the mental aptitude and then go get it on a consistent basis to just go get it every day. Go get it. Wake up in the morning excited to go get it. So that's where I am now. It's awesome. So, you you know, while you're doing this, you're hearing stories of people in a very rough spots um, in their lives. Uh, maybe you made, you made an impact them in some way, um, either for, through the foundation, through your play on the field, and now the book that's that's just come out a couple weeks ago. How does that make you feel when you hear things like that? Like you know, so you know, someone you've never met before comes up, Mr. Dawkins. You know, you, oh my God, you changed my life. You helped me stop drinking, or you helped me, you know, through this or that. How does that make you feel inside? It's extremely humbling, first of all, um, that someone that came from where I came from in Jacksonville, not really a lot expected of me, has been blessed to have that type of effect on individuals by the way that I live my life. It's not necessarily something I'm trying to do. No, this is just the way that I live my life. This is the way that I think I believe that I'm supposed to be to other people, to share with them. And then to live my life in such, such a way as just to be a beacon of of um, I guess light for some because of the book you'll read. I've gone through a whole lot, obviously, right, in my life. But here I am standing tall in a bright 
sunny disposition as far as my life is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's because of the way that I see myself going forward. And so I, I'm supposed to give that back. I'm supposed to help other people. So when I have people come up to me and say and th- something that I've said or the way, the way that I played the game helps them to 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 go after life, it, it blesses me, it humbles me, but it also makes me feel good because that, that, that means that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with the gifts that I've been given, right? I'm not supposed to hoard up my gifts and keep them to myself. No, I'm supposed to share this stuff. I'm supposed to share this information with other people. And if something that I say blesses you to live your life more powerfully, go ahead. Because that means that your household, your people in your household will be changed by that same attitude that you have changed, right? So now you get a ripple effect. I'm sitting here looking at um, water in the background on the TV screen right now on a beach. I love the beach, Mm -hmm. um, the scenery and the sound of it. I always just listen to it when I'm doing these type of these interviews. And so that ripple effect happens. So now you begin to change the trajectory of families for generations to come because of that one individual had that one thought that changed and began to do things differently, maybe because of something that I said or done. That's awesome. a humbling thing. Wow. Wow. And, 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 and I think the, the book, uh, blessed by the best, again, you can get it on BrianDawkins.com. You can get it at Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble everywhere. Uh, the book is perfect to me. This is what I took from it. The book is perfect for this time this crazy world we're living in, you know, during the pandemic, so many people are suffering from anxiety, depression, everything. Um, and then of course we got the divide in this country, which is unlike, I mean, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, most of us are a couple, only a couple of years old, younger than you, except for Gary. He's the old head <laughs> of the group. Um, but you know, it's, it's, um, but there was one quote in this book that resonated with me and it was actually something your father said. Mm. Um, to you that he was trying to be the uh, thermostat in the room, not the thermometer. And, you know, would you like maybe kind of, you know, go a little further with that with us? Because like to me, like that just that resonated with me because that I feel that if more people were thermostats instead of thermometers, I think we'd be in a lot different, a much more different place in this time right now. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I don't necessarily know he was doing. He knew that he was doing that. I knew he knew what he was doing, but I don't think he understood it from that perspective, mm-hmm. right, of, of being that thermostat. I just so happened to be blessed to have him in my life, to witness him, to watch him, to see him change, literally change the temperature in every room this dude goes into. Like he has the deep, he has a deeper voice, way deeper voice than me. He's like, hello, 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 like <laughs> real, real deep voice. But because of his attitude and because of his personality, I would see him go into the room and I would watch as I'm walking in behind him um, or in front of him, however we entered the room and I'm watching the faces of everybody. And they're looking, all of them looking at him and all of them are smiling because they knew he's going to do something or say something mm-hmm. that's going to get them smiling. Right. So that's that thermostat. Yeah. And so as I've studied and I've gone to understand things more now in my adult life, I understand that's what he was being a thermostat, not a thermometer. He was not changing to the temperature of the room. He was literally changing the temperature in the room. Even when he was at his workplace, I would go in sometimes in the mail room. And and soon as he walk in, they call him his name. Her nickname was Buffer. So as soon as Buffer comes in, he's everybody's laughing because here come Buffer. Right. So, again, that's that attitude. So that took me to the place of this. When someone sees your name come up on the phone, what feelings do they get? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like, what do they feel that's about great, yeah. the name coming up, right? That's 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 great. a powerful question, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> and so, if, if you can think about that, and 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 is in your mind, they probably don't have good things to say. You can let's change that, right? Let's let's yeah. do something different in order to have them see your your name come up and can't wait to pick it up. Matter of fact, they'll tell somebody else. They'll call you back because I gotta take this call. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. That is. That is. That is. That is I don't know how much how much better you could have put that. Like that's <laughs> you, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, well, again, you know, kind of going off that a little bit. You know, the, the book focuses a lot on cerebral wellness, as you call it, which I I love that phrase. I think that's probably about as potent, you know, as a as a mm-hmm. term as you can get. You introduce us uh, to Coach Humphrey, who prepares you in like. And I got to be honest with you, when I was introduced to Coach Humphrey in the book, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Like, I, I don't know how he's going to feel. And then you're, you're not the type of guy to ever talk bad about anybody. So I'm like, and I know that much about you, you know, and, and I'm looking at this I'm like, oh, no, how's this going to go? And you're talking about these grueling practices. But he ends up becoming a complete, like, one of your most influential people in your life. He helped prepare you for the NFL and Andy Reid and his practices, which were nuts, too. Uh, you know, would you mind telling us a little bit more about his impact on you? Man. And so that that all was set up literally set up though because of what my father taught me and what my mom taught me so if i didn't have the principles that they taught me that i live my life by at my early age when i got put in that position i would not have done what i did right and so because my father taught me that when you start something you finish it when you give your word you go all out and you have a good attitude the whole time you stay coachable is how he took how he put it so I took that as, and because of the situation at the time, I gave more than was expected of me. I gave more of what, it, what was expected of me. And then my mom taught me how to fight. Hmm. That when, you know, when you don't start to fight, but you finish it. If they're bigger than you, you if, they're, if they're bigger than you, you pick up something and you knock the, the <laughs> dog out of them. <laughs> but here's the, all, the premise of it that I grab, that you fight in such a way that someone has to pull you off of the person. Mm-hmm. So that's how I go after stuff now. With those principles in mind, now introduce Coach Humphrey with his weird way of doing things. The tough but be- because my, my mindset is the way that it is, I just plug my mindset into that. And because I went at it the way that I usually go at it, a full speed, being the first one running laps, it literally it literally taught me and programmed my mind that if coach humphrey can't beat me if he can't break me there's nothing nobody can do to break me if he can't break me mentally or physically nobody can and i believe that and if you know anything about the brain or the the body if you believe it it is Mm -hmm. if you don't believe it it's not like but because i believed it it was. And so I plugged that mindset into everything that I've done in my life ever, ever since then, that no matter what someone throws at me, no matter what conditioning test, no matter how physical the practice is, none of that, nothing you can do can break me because he couldn't break me. Does that make sense? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Go hard or go home. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Real. Yeah. Real. So, uh, Brian, hi. It's Ryan here. Um, in the book, you mentioned – that the fans were the first thing that you thought about when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, that's probably the biggest reason why you rank up there so high with almost every fan. 
Um, if you don't mind talking about like, like that, the, the Philadelphia fan base has like this reputation for being very, very uniquely passionate. Um, if you can remember like a particular moment, a particular play, a particular time where you, the first time where you felt that passion from the fans, um, if you don't mind talking about that. Um, I don't know if I can remember a specific time or moment. It's just those are the things actually. So when you are programmed um, or groomed to expect specific things from someone, then sometimes you, and I'm trying, I'm trying not to go too deep into the brain concepts. You then program yourself to search out specific things, right? The only thing that I truly heard about Philadelphia Eagles fans, I didn't hear that they were the worst in the world. I heard that they were extremely passionate, sometimes crazy passionate. <laughs> so that's what I was, I'm expecting that, right? Yeah, obviously, there's going to be some negativity in things. I understand that. that that comes with the territory, right? And so I was looking for that. I was looking for that passion. So where someone would see something as maybe being over, like overly negative into something, I'm looking at that as being crazy passionate. Does that make sense? Uh, Absolutely. It does. Is it, so obviously they're going to be, then this is not the majority of fan base. You're going to have some knuckle, a couple of knuckleheads that just literally do stupid, like dumb stuff that I will not totally agree with, period. I don't care who you are, what fan you are from. You, I don't agree with it. But the vast majority, I would say, are extremely passionate. But they're, I, I, and I say it like this, they're not just passionate. They love hard. Mm, absolutely you feel me like absolutely love hard right so they're gonna let you know what they feel when you do something good oh yes but when you do something they don't like they're gonna let you know that Mm -hmm. how they feeling in that moment they're not gonna hold their tongue yeah i guess what i'm trying to say and so and i'm cool like i'm cool with that again i've come from and it goes back to my upbringing i've come from a neighborhood i've come from my upbringing that sometimes you get chewed out Sometimes you get told some stuff and in, in a, in a, sometimes in a language that should not be used for kids, but that's, that's how I grew up. So when I got to Philadelphia, if someone, if I did, if, if, if I, someone says something to me or newspaper article, writes something about me, it's not going to affect me like it would affect everybody else. I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm, I'm more, I have more callous, I guess, not callous. I have more, yeah, calluses from chopping yeah. the wood. Like you chop the wood, you get those calluses on your head. I have more tough skin yeah. than the average cat, I can guess. So, Brian, this is Mike. First of all, happy early birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I do apologize ahead of time because I have to geek out a little bit on this. And uh, really, for, uh, Apologize for the flattery. There is a question involved with this. No worries, brother. No uh, worries. As probably my favorite athlete ever, and practically every Philly sports fan's top five. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think attributed to your effectiveness in connecting with us in a really tough town? And as a follow-up, and I think you kind of answered most of this, what advice would you maybe give to uh, a younger athlete starting their career in the tough town that Philadelphia is man I mean the the so the first one was I don't want to cross them up so the first one was what did you attribute what do to... I attribute okay so what I attributed was the way that I work the way that I work I'm a worker I work hard 
I work hard for everything that I've gotten. Everything that I've gotten in my life, I had to work to get it. I was not, again, I always say this because, and in the book, I said it, you know, I want you to get tired of hearing me say mm -hmm. I'm too small because I got tired of hearing me say, people say I was too small. It wasn't supposed to be me. So I had to work to get every doggone thing that I had. Matter of fact, as, as you know, reading the book in Clemson, I didn't get to Clemson because of me. Mm -hmm. I got to Clemson because a friend of mine told them that if I come to Clemson, he has to come with me. So I, and I had to work when I got there. So I'm always a worker, but I always had to work for everything. So to me, that's the definition of blue collar, right? Mm -hmm. Working for every doggone thing that you get. And then I'm not, and I'm not blaming other people for my mistakes. I'm taking ownership for my mistakes. You would never, you can count on me to be where I'm supposed to be and not go where I'm not supposed to be. So you can count on me every Sunday and you can count that you won't see my name in the paper for anything other than productive, productive stuff, right? And then I'm an emotional dude. I'm very flamboyant when it, on, on, with my energy on game day, very quiet during the week. But when I flip that dog on switch, it's go time. And so I, and I show my emotions and I'm not afraid to show my emotions. And so I believe that that invited people into a connection with me early. And they, when they really begin to understand that that's just who I am, we really connected on a deeper level. Um, and, and I've said this before, and I said it in the book, that if someone all of a sudden had the ability to run, jump, they knew the game plan, they had the athleticism, and they showed up in the uh, hotel room on Saturday with all of these things, and they had to play Sunday, that they would have played the game exactly the way that I did. Exactly. They wouldn't, you wouldn't be calm. No, you wouldn't be calm. You think you would, but you wouldn't be calm. <laughs> this was the only time you got to play the game of football, the first and only time you think you would just be calm on the field? No, you would not be calm. No. You would be all over the place. And that's what I was. And I enjoyed the heck out of it. That's awesome. Yeah, your, your head's on a swivel. You got adrenaline pumping. You're yeah, you're not. There's no way you're calm. <laughs> nah, there's no way. <laughs> nah. It's control. Now you gotta have a, you have to have a control chaos. It's, it's still chaos. Yeah. Still chaos. Brian, how you doing? This is Gary. Um, my question for you is, how did you feel when you became a free agent and, you know, the Eagles didn't bring you back? Did you contemplate retirement? Were you excited about going to Denver? How did you feel? Because us as the fans, we were upset about it. Yeah. Just a tad heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. Man, and, and, and knowing what I know now and researching the way that I research mental health, um, I know that I literally went through a period of mourning is what I did. It's like when you go through that, when there's a breakup um, and for anybody that knows anything about the brain, you know, when you get cut and a breakup, they basically touch the same connections in the brain. When you get cut, literally get cut and you're bleeding. And then yeah. when you have a breakup from someone that you love, that that's the same pain the body feels. And so that's what I had. I had that and I had a period of mourning. So I was sad. And, and wow. so. And so that was something that I, and so the thing that I had to do, I had to then in that moment, early on in that process, when I went to Denver, I had to forgive. Mm -hmm. I had to forgive and it was tough. I had to forgive those individuals, whoever it was that did not allow me to come back to Philadelphia. I had to forgive them yeah. because if I did not, that would have been, that would have been an area that I would not be able to give to my new teammates. Because it would be closed up and closed off by that anger and that bitterness. And I also know that 
Um, I think it was, uh, I think might've been Nelson Mandela that talks, talked about how anger or hatred is like drinking poison and hurt, hoping it helps hurt somebody else, something to that effect. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to forgive in order for me to be what I needed to be for my new teammates. It took a couple of months for me to truly get myself together emotionally. Like I said, I was tearing up and, and, and crying quite a bit. And now it's right around the same time that Jim passed too. So that's another thing mm -hmm. that, that was thrown in there as well. So, um, but, but again, I knew I had to be everything that I could be that I still had left in the tank for my new team. And even in a lot of cases, I had to be more of it when I went to Denver, more things because I wasn't necessarily needed to do all the things I needed. I had to do, excuse me, in Philadelphia, because we had such, um, uh, uh, I guess, a community and uh, environment. I'll say a, a environment built there from years and years going all the way back from, you know, to Troy, when he, Troy and Irving was there. And, and we continued to build that and keep that going. And we changed it into our own way of doing things. But when I went to Denver, it was different. So I had to be more when I went to Denver. And so I had to do these things in order for me to be everything that I could be for my new teammate, my new teammates, because they were expecting me. And when I went there, I, you don't think that I used that slight as motivation, though? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. totally. You, you don't think I used that? Yeah, what we Not, know about you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So that was – think about this. In my 13th year in the National Football League, I had perhaps my best tackling year ever. Mm -hmm. And then I went from one, the AF, NF, NFC, to the AFC. I changed from free safety to strong safety. And I made all pro at strong safety in the AFC, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So to that's for me, that's one of the, 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 the greatest things that I've done that I did as a player is go from that, go from one – NFC to AFC, and then to earn the right to be represented as the AFC. Um, uh, excuse me, not just A. It's, and so you know, all pro is not just the AFC NFC. Yep. Team. Right. It's right. Yep. the best. Period. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was blessed to be to earn that right by going there, and that slight was major fuel to my fire. Yeah. Yep. Major fuel. Matter of fact, they blessed me to play three more years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice. Mm -hmm. and, do you do you following up on that? I'm sorry. Do you think you would have played another three years if you did, no, didn't leave my, Philly? My plan was to play two more years and retire. Oh wow. Okay. In Philly, that was my that was my plan. Do you have time for one more, Brian? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. All right, cool. Um, quarterbacks. You know, you, you, I I know you you didn't really go into a game scared of anybody. I mean, you, you gave your best every week. We've talked about that. But was there any quarterback that you went to? to you know, you guys are watching film and game planning for. And you're going into that Sunday, and you're like, "Oh man, we I, I, this is going to be rough. This is going to be rough." Is there anybody on your on your list that you that you I don't want to say fear, but you, you hated to face? I, the only quarterback that always not always well, I, I don't think I ever beat him. Um, it uh, in in Philly was uh, Peyton Manning in that offense. It was not just Peyton Manning; it was the offense. Yeah, that was like, it was literally the off the way that they did the things that they did. He had control over everything and all of the manip manip manipulation. Um, and we didn't play them enough, in my opinion. We didn't play them enough to get comfortable with some of the things that they do because they they did do things differently than a lot of other teams, the majority of teams. And you know, when you're playing in the AFC and you're playing them quite a bit. 
you're used to, you get used to the antics and some of the things that they're doing, like Baltimore and you know other teams. But because we're in the AFC, NFC, we don't play them all the time. Every time we played them, it was I remember a few of them. Yeah, they were. Yeah, he he torched us. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. We had such a great defense a lot of those years, and we're just like. Um, what happened this week? Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm telling you, sometimes again, it's sometimes it's when you are able to, as a defensive coordinator, especially get familiar with the team that you're playing. You kind of understand the nuances. You kind of understand how they like to do specific things, doing specific um, down and distances, situations, and all of those things over time. Then you, you you're better able to call some defense. Sometimes when you're going up against a team that you haven't faced in a long time, you don't have a whole lot on them. And it, it, sometimes it can be tough to, to game plan against that. Yeah. You guys have one more? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, we, we got a couple. Right, we can talk to you all. Right. Right. So, 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 so we're going to do a little reminiscent here, right? If you don't. Right. If you don't. So there was a pl- certain playoff game where a certain quarterback was coming down the field. And as soon as he crossed the goal line, the Wolverine hit him like, with an ungodly hit that I will never forget. An ungodly legal hit. Yeah. But then, the, the, um, so I want, my question is, there was another one in the, the NFC Championship game when you played the same team that you put on the tight end, Algie Crumpler. Which hit was harder? The Crumpler hit or the Vic hit? I would say perhaps the most violent hit that I've ever had was against Michael. Damn. Um, and, and, and that was literally because I was running full speed. I did not break down and gather myself before I delivered a contact. I call it long stride hit him mm-hmm. and he was running full speed and I was running full speed and we met. Right. So that was the most violent one. And I literally knocked myself out with that one. Um, with, with algae, I was able to gather myself to deliver, uh, uh like a more of a shoulder hit mm-hmm. to algae. So that's the proper, that's the way that I usually tackle. To mm-hmm. run, come close, run my feet a couple of times in order to strike a dude. So I'm bracing myself for the contact. But Mike, I didn't brace myself. I just tried to run straight through him because kind of did. <laughs> in my mind, so in my mind was uh, to give you into my mind at that at, at that at that juncture. My mind was saying that you're going to score, but mm-hmm. take that with you. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my mindset. You're probably going to score, but take that with you. <laughs> so, yeah, and 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 that was that was my mindset. You you may get the first down, you may get out of bounds, or you might get into the end zone, but you're gonna take something with you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take something with you. Just a follow up. Did it bother you that Algy Crumpler didn't drop the ball? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was hope I was hoping he spit that up. He, He's still doing yeah. that hit. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. So I give him major props for that because I was yeah. that was a, that was, that hurt me. And if you, look at, <laughs> if you look at the way that I, if you look go back and look at that, every time you see it from here on out, you'll see this. I literally was stumbling a little bit. Like I took a couple of wobbly steps because that that junk hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I took a little standing eight count a little bit. To uh, kind of catch myself. Hmm. Oh man, yeah, my- uh, yeah. So um, your hometown, Jacksonville, you got to play a Super Bowl in your hometown. What was that like? 
in one aspect, one aspect I was excited, but in the other aspect, I was like, man, I want to play. I want to go some. I want to go to down to uh, like uh, Miami or let's go down to, <laughs> to, to uh, what's that? What was the other one they usually have it at out in uh, Tampa, um, New Orleans? Tampa. Yeah. Well, no, it was um, out on the other coast over there. Um, uh, oh, San Francisco Chargers, Chargers. Yeah. Oh, Chargers. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go somewhere out there, and it was freezing the time we went to back to. Yeah, 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 it was like I remember being like what fifty or sixty degrees or something. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah, obviously so, you mean, wanted a better outcome than what happened, but did you, how, well, many, how, many, how many tickets did you have to buy? Absolutely. Um, I mean, not too many more than than is allotted, you know, because you know you have you have to make that decision if you we haven't we haven't heard from you in a couple of years. Then <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not going to hear from you now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My my question for you, Brian, is uh, that iconic field entrance. How did that yeah. come about? I felt it. Fantastic. I literally felt it. I felt like you. In, in that instance, for whatever reason, I almost felt animalistic. I, I love, put it this way, I love, I love Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. And even when I taught as a coach, DBs, t- tackling techniques, I always reference like big cats. And you know the different the way that they attack prey, the way they stalk prey, the lower the, the how they lower themselves and how they keep things specific things steady in order to strike. Like I I, I would watch it literally as um, observing how I can then become the predator and attack my prey on game day, right? So in that moment, I felt animalistic, right? So I felt like I'm a Go out there, and I we used to call it bear crawl, right? Practice mm-hmm. football, you go do the bear crawl. So that's what I did. I came out into my bear crawl, and um, coaches thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, fans loved it, and and I loved it. I, I felt good doing it, so it became something that I've done quite a few times. It's, it's retired now. As soon as I did it on on the, at the uh, Hall of Fame, that was the last time I was going to ever do it, mm-hmm. um, and that's been it. Hey, Ray Lewis had his thing. You had yours, man. And the fact that you did it at the Hall of Fame ceremony was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was. Ah, it was, it was, I had, it was awesome. I had to. I had to. And here's the thing, man. I I love the fact that people love the way that I came out of the tunnel. But had I not did what I did on the field, wouldn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would not have mattered. Just like I tell used to tell my my son all the time, or tell my my anybody, if you come out of the 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 locker room and you have like loud orange socks or loud orange shoes or something like that you better show out you <laughs> better show out because if you don't take it off mm-hmm. don't show up all of that what you going what I'm going to do and you don't do nothing with it no if I'm if you come out with all that looking like that looking sweet like that you got to <laughs> show out you putting pressure on yourself to show out so if you come out looking sweet like that looking real good i, I need to see it Look good, look good, play good doesn't just – it's not just a nice saying. There, there's not there's meaning nice behind thing. that. Uh-huh. It's not just a nice saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, I, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today and taking the time out. And, uh, um, again, you know, Brian's book, Blessed by the Best, is available on briandawkins.com. 50% of the proceeds go to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. Um, and, again, you can – now, I, I do have a question, though, um, Brian, yes. and this is kind of important. Um if you get it from Amazon or Barnes and Noble, do fifty percent of the proceeds go to the foundation? So the royalties, when the royalties come back my way, fifty percent of that that I receive 
Okay. We'll go straight to the foundation. So that's, that's how that works. I just want to know what to push more. You know, because we're, we're definitely <laughs> going to promote it for you as well. And, and we're, we're going to do what we can. It's, it's a fantastic book. If you, you know, you see this guy on the shelves, you got it, go get it. Oh, it's yeah. got, absolutely got it. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> got, a of, got a couple of copies around here, man. Yeah. Lying around. <laughs> a couple of copies around here, lying around. <laughs> was, was that the hardest thing you've ever had to do or was the practicing? You know, writing a book. I mean, we we've had a couple af, you know athletes that that came on the show and, and wrote wrote a book, and they said, "Oh, never again." No, no, because for for me, when I go back over the stories that I told, each one of those were triumphs. Each one of them mm-hmm. were blessings that I look back over now, and I feel so great about. I feel so great about what I have come through, what I learned from that situation what i learned from that person how that person blessed me like you know if you read uh, mr hooks you know and my fifth grade teacher he never knew what he was doing was blessing one of them one of one of us could have been all of us i don't know i haven't talked to any of those cats you know in since fifth grade but this one young african-american seeing him talk the way that he talked with the elo- eloquence and using all those big words on a regular basis, like it really opened my mind up to something different. So the way that I talk about that now is you never know who's watching you. You ne- And you never know the thing that you are doing. Matter of fact, I say it like this. We all have um, at least one person that's looking at us and mimicking what we do. My question is, what are you teaching them? What are they learning from you? In the time that you don't think that you're watching or listening and you do what you do, what are they learning from you? And so from that, Mr. Hooks, I learned that I can speak a different way. I can speak from a different place. And it's okay and it's cool for, to see someone like myself, African-American, speaking the way that he was speaking with that eloquence was a powerful example for me that I now can now share with other people just by the way that I live, Mm -hmm. just the way that I communicate, right? I can now share that gift with other people. So that, that's, that's the book. And so the book is also this, the book is my mind. The book is the mindset that I was blessed to develop by, by my choice. It wasn't forced upon me. Nobody forced me to do anything in that book. It was my choice. To, to change my mindset, to change the way that I saw situations, to change what things meant to me, for me, that things weren't happening to me, they're happening for me mm-hmm. and through me, right? Changing your mindset. Yeah. And so one of the things that I do have coming out, which in probably in the next couple of months, is something called, um, it's, it's going to be, the, it'll be the Weapon X Academy. And the first program will be the BEAST package. The BEAST is an acronym, it's an acronym excuse me. It stands for the best energy attitude self today. And it'll be a four quarter mo- module that I'll go through some of the things that I've done in my life, how I've reprogrammed my brain and created neural norm, neural, uh, neural um, pathways in my brain to have had the success that I had to change the way that I saw myself. To understand that it's okay to think to think differently. Matter of fact, I was reading some some um, notes that I took when I went to the combine, and I met up with Emmett Thomas. He was still coaching with Kansas City at the time, and our he he wrote he told me that 
whatever you do, don't try to be normal. When I was an executive, he said, whatever you do, do not try to be normal. Do not try to be normal. You're different. And that's what makes you special. Mm. That's the same. I, I can say that same thing to each one of you sitting here right now. The thing that you, that's different about you, that's what makes you special. Right? And that's an empowering thought for some people that think that they're strange and they don't fit in in certain places. Why, do, why, can't, why can't I fit in? You're not supposed to. That thing that you have is special, is different, and it's a gift. You just have to learn how to use it. So I, I, I went off into a tangent, my bad, but that's, no, that's, no, we're... That's, that's the book, but that's also where I'm going as a mindset, life coach, health coach type of individual going forward. Yeah, you, you, I think you've definitely found, you know, your yeah, second calling after absolutely. football, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, because you of your past and because people know who you are and people respect you, and, and now they get this see this different side is off the field side of you. Um, I just think it's going to resonate with so many people. I, the book, I mean, again, you know, I've read the book. It resonated with me. I, I, you know, I shared some quotes with you that I just thought, wow, and that's pretty, pretty hard hitting and it's very achievable. Yes. Um, and that's the other not, thing. It's not like it's, it, it's not like, oh, it's, I can't do that. Everyone can, can do anything if they put their mind to it. So. And that's the thing about it. Some, a lot of the things that, that we can, that we need to do or can do are literally they're simple. They're just not easy. You got to be fixes are, the fixes are simple. They're just not easy. Right. And some people because they're not easy, they're not willing to stick it out. Yeah. They're not willing to stick it out. But when you develop that mindset and you begin to define, I'll give you this: when you begin to, to define the whys in your life, like why do I need to go after that? Why can't I let this be the ending because I just failed? Why can't I? Who will, who will I be letting down other than myself? Who will I hurt if I don't go forward with this? Who will miss out on what I'm about to gain if I don't continue to push through this pain that I'm in? And when you begin to define these areas and write them down, don't just think about them, but write them down, what will happen is you will give yourself that oomph. You will give yourself that motivation to push through to continue to grab, to pull, to climb, to claw, because you're now not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for somebody else. There's somebody else truly counting on you to be a better version of you. And when that's the case, the better version of you is coming. It's coming very soon. It's mm. awesome. Yeah. That's Brian, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. And, uh, I don't this, know what else to say. This, this was, was just absolutely yeah. Amazing. This was a, an absolute dream come true. Yeah. Um. Uh, me personally, I'm sure that we all feel about this way. You're one of two of my favorite all time players. No. Like, wow. Like. Wow. Absolute yep. dream come true. Thank you so much. Yeah. But not just as a player. Yeah. Just as an all around human being. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And great timing for the book right around Christmas time. Uh, come out, you know, get the gift of uh, reading a, a book written by, you know, your uh, one of your heroes, and you're going to get a lot out of it. So yeah. you the give gift. it to somebody else, you're, you know, it's got a couple different reasons that it's going to be a great gift. Yeah, and the other thing for me is also this. I wanted to write it from a premise that, like, we're both sitting down and having a conversation. That's how the book is written. Mm-hmm. 
you you'll you'll hear some jacks in there. You probably mm-hmm. you hear there's a couple of doggone it's in there. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna I speak in the book mm-hmm. exactly the way that I speak. Period. Because I wanted it to be that way. I wanted you to read the book in my voice. So if it's in my voice and you're reading it in my voice in your head, it has to have a couple of dog on it, have a couple of jacks in there, cats, you know, calling people. <laughs> right? it, it has to have that. And, and I really wanted that because li- I really wanted you to feel 100% comfortable, relaxed and enjoying the ride, enjoying the book, because when you're in that positive, um, good vibe place, you're able to absorb more. You're able to absorb more that actually you can use later in your life. That's awesome. I, I think you achieved that because I yeah. reading the book, see Kat and Jack, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, and it felt it felt that way. It felt it was definitely like yeah. put the pen to the paper, and I'm just going to roll with it, and that's how it's going to be. And I'm not going to try to be, you know, not me, right? Yeah, you, well, you don't want to write it like Ernest Hemingway. You wanted to write it like Brian Dawkins, and I think that no. was. Awesome. No, and, and Mike did Mike did a great job of of you know, Michael Bradley. We did a, he did a great job of kind of meshing together and getting that voice you know uniquely unique, that uniqueness right that uniquely excuse me uniqueness that I was talking about. I just wanted to keep that uniqueness because that's my gift. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining Corner Pub Sports today. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. All right. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. I, I, I it I'm, was um, it was an absolute treat to have Brian Dawkins on our show uh, a couple hours ago. We we uh, pre-recorded that interview, um, and um, look, <laughs> it didn't, look, I, it, 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 just, did, it didn't end there. By the way, yeah, it did not end there. Um, we hung out with Brian for another hour after that. The mics went it, off, the video went off, not the video, but the the, the, the video, the, the recording went off, recording. and we continued to talk for another hour after that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. if yeah, you weren't Mike, moved go. by that, yeah, you don't have a pulse. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Um, and I'm sure people have heard me see me saying it. Like, um, I don't want to see the dude just breeds inspiration. Everything that comes out of his mouth. Just- we already, yeah, Ryan. After you left, Sean and I already talked about it. We already named the show. It's Inspiration with Brian Dawkins. Perfect. I, I don't know of any other. Dave Peterson said, uh, "Gentlemen, I proposed to a toast to your wonderful interview. We raise your glasses, cups, bottles, cans, or any other items you have. Give yourself a pat on the back. Listen, I want to give someone else a pat on the back. I know where you're going with this." I'm going to give Leslie Goodell a pat on the back. Dan, thank you. Dan, it's a great show. Um, I want to give uh, Leslie Goodell, and, and if those in the Philly area know who get Leslie Goodell is, but Leslie Goodell is um, helping out a lot with uh, the Brian Dawkins uh, promotional tour. He's had a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, um, interviews. He has, he's been going on. Right he's been going through. Um, and she's helped out a lot. And luckily for us, you know, Leslie and, and I uh, go back a little bit, and um, uh, she helped out a lot. And um, I, I cannot thank her enough because whatever Brian has given her, um, yeah, whatever Brian has given her, it, it's not enough. It's not enough. Um, Brian needs to give her more because she's she's been absolutely awesome. Uh, she prepped us as much as she could. 
She sent me an advanced copy of the book. I, I, we're just giving you some behind-the-scenes stuff here, right? But She couldn't believe he was on as long as he was. Yeah, and she's like, wait, he's still on with you guys? Like, yeah. So, so you know, we told if, her. If Ryan didn't have a damn kid that he had to pick up, we'd probably still be on with him. Probably. You're probably. <laughs> he I, may have gone all night. He may have gone all night. Thing, like, I just got to the point where, like, you know, I told him how much I appreciate it, and I said I got to go pick up my kid. And I, I thought that it was just me. I thought they were going to hang out a little more. And then he, but like if that didn't come up, we may have talked for another two hours. Because I, I would have sat here and talked with him. Ah oh, man, look at this by Peterson. Read it. Look at this. Read it. Yeah. It's a. Uh, Can you read it? Yeah. Please. You want me to read it? You want you, you want yeah. to read? It? No, read it. It's a passage from the Bible. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Because Dawkins said that in the interview. He said, there's a season for everything, right? That was my season there, and now I'm helping people. And that's that's what he's doing now. You know, uh, Brian's helping people. and Brian's football season has passed, and he seems completely at peace that he has completely moved on from football. Yeah, he does. Can Absolutely. Completely moved on from it. Absolutely. Um Booch bomb, I, Booch. I got to give you a shout out, man. So Booch um, was was one of the first people on Twitter to like reach out and go, "Are you kidding me? You got Brian Dawkins?" And then Love he tweeted guy. out a picture of his of his tattoo. Yeah, and Dawkins liked it. Dawkins is like, "Really? Oh wow! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah." So I, I, that was awesome, man. So, um, uh, Booch, you and so many others, including us. I mean, I know, like, look, look, we're not members in the media. Okay, we've talked about this many times. We are fans. We are fans that's who... That's literally who, how this started. We were fans that said, hey, let's do a podcast. So that's all we are. Mm-hmm. So like, and, the, and that's it. So the fact We had that, like, no agenda with this no. or anything. The only thing that drove us is how much this man means to us as being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And the fact... So like that doesn't do anything different from Joe's perspective, who's also a big fan, right? Obviously a big enough fan of Brian Dawkins. He got his name tattooed or a, 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 a figure of himself of Brian Dawkins on, on, a, on his body. And the fact that Dawkins sees that. So what I was getting at is after the show, and you guys have watched the show enough, you, you see the jersey behind me. If, if you guys are watching the show, if you're listening, you need to watch it once in a while. Um, and the recent uh, acquisition was – was Brian Dawkins' jersey. Um, that was in May. And I thanked him after the show, and I said, you know, I want to thank you for signing this. And he's, and I told him how I got it, you know, because it was, it was uh, still COVID-related, so he had to do it, you know, virtually. I English, motherfucker, vir- do you speak not, it? Not virtually. It doesn't make sense, virtually. He had to do it, like, not in person, right? right? right. So he signed it. I got it in the mail, and... I told him about it. I said, I want to thank you for this. And he said, no, nah, man. And he got choked up. And he got choked up a few times. You got me next to Julius Irving. He goes, wait a minute, man. Yeah. Wait a minute, man. Let me tell you something. I think of Philly. I think of Dr. J. I think of Randall. I think of Reggie. I think of Mike Schmidt. And you got me next to Dr. J's jersey. But Brian, you're, the, I said to you're him, my favorite you're eagle right, ever, man. And then I said, no. Then I said to him. You're just as much of a legend here as as Dr. J is. And that his reaction. Yeah. Like, his react, like he's still so humble. Like he, He's very you humble. You know he knows it, but when he hears it, like, he's still so humble. Yep. What, a, what a guy, man. What a- Dude, I mean, that's that was what was, like, it was basically him fanboying 
Dr. J mm-hmm. and being like, wow, Dr. Right. J is an icon. Us basically putting him in that echelon and, and like saying, no, you're, you're there. You're, you're with him. Yeah, you're, I, I think that hit home. hundred percent he is. I mean, that's, that's, he's so, so then I told him, I said, look, man, I have a five and a two year old. Um, you know, I have a five and two year old here. Uh, Mark from, uh, I got to, you know what? I'm going to bring this in. Hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom McCoy. Yo, Mark. All right, give me a second. All right, hold on. I'm trying to bring you on. Here. So while while Mark's uh, while Sean's getting Mark on, yeah. I'm, Mark, I'm can gonna, you hear me? I'm gonna I'm gonna call yeah. it out. There you go. Oh, Mark's, yeah. Mark's okay. on. Mark's hey, on. What's, what's up? On, what's Mark? up, brother? You're on. You're on the air. What's up, brother? Oh, are you doing a show now? I thought you pre-recorded it. We pre-recorded the interview. We're we're doing the show live. What are you thinking oh, of, shit, nice. brother? Yeah. What's up, brother? Hey, you know. Living the dream, man. Living the dream. Another good weekend of football. You think yeah. the Eagles pull this one out or what? Uh, uh, we're not going to talk about that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts, man? You, you watched the interview. I mean, you know, what do you, uh, what what do you, you think? Th- yeah. What, the Dawkins interview? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I mean, he's so, he's so inspirational when you, you know, get into just, like, the core fabric of, like, Eagles fans and and really you know a lot of them grew up in that Andy Reid era and it's kind of you know for a lot of us it, it changed the culture of being a fan right because that's when we started winning mm-hmm. you know yeah. and he he brought that you know along um and he's just you know just an incredible player like just his story in general of being you know when he was drafted it's not like he was drafted in the top 10 was supposed to be like the best safety in the world no. you know and uh you know he worked his way through and he had some struggles you know during that time and was able to overcome them and, right. you know, turned into he's just an incredible Hall of Fame player that I think is probably if you, I mean, if you interviewed every Eagles fan, I mean, they, you'd probably get more, hey, Brian Dawkins my favorite player than anyone else. Yeah, and, and it's, and uh, Mark, I mean, it's the truth, um, you know, to, to kind of hit on that, um, you know, he did have struggles and we don't want to bring it up, you know, but he, he faced the present and, and look, we're not sharing any secrets here. He, if you get his book, he talks about it. He was um, he struggled. He struggled big time when he came up. He was drafted by the Eagles, um, and he well. So after the show or after the um, recording, I should say, he told us he goes, "I was pissed, man. You know, I was basically the last pick in the second round, but I looked at it as I was the first pick in the third round, and I was better than that." And he 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 got on that, and, and but the thing was when he was drafted. His entire family, people that he hadn't seen in ages, you know, this is the thing we hear about these athletes, these people who don't, they don't hear from, reach out, right? They all reach out for that money. They all, oh, motherfuckers got money. Let me reach out, and and he's looking at it, going, no, I I have a family. I have a a wife who I married and a young son, and I'm going to take care of them first. And it was the stress. And then he was trying to learn the playbook. And he tells a story. I, we didn't bring this up in the interview with him. But he, he talks about Michael Zordich. I love yeah. Michael Zordich. Yeah. yeah. But he talks, about Mike, he talks about Mike Zordich. And he says Mike Zordich was the play caller in that defense. And and um, um, the defense. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jim Johnson. Huh? Jim Johnson. No, no, no. Before Jim Johnson. Emmett Thomas. Oh, Emmett, Emmett Thomas, Thomas. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say Emmett Smith. What Jesus Christ. Emmett Thomas. I know. I blanked. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> Emmett Thomas <laughs> says, hey, Mike, get off the field. And he's like, why is he, why is he 
pulling him off the field, and he realized, oh, shit, he wants me to call the play. He wants me to see what's going on. He, they were testing him. Mm-hmm. And all that pressure was getting on him, and he's basically like, you know what? If I fucking off myself, my wife might be better off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with a lot of things right now. I can't handle this. He was battling with depression and anxiety, everything. Sure. So it shows you, it doesn't matter how much fucking weight you can throw, how tough you are, any of that stuff, man. He got through it, though. Yeah, we're all... And he did, and he did this 20 years ago before we're in the, the era that we are now. Yeah. All pro, yeah. two separate are, teams. Right, right. All pro. It's two right. separate teams. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, that's got to be tough for any of the players. I mean, it's, you know, just having that money and, and having to manage it, you know, it, it's just such a distraction i'm sure in your first years in, the, in your career and you know all the things that go through your mind and trying to make the right decisions and then you know you you look at it as you probably feel a level of guilt like hey, hey when i say no am i you know turning away my family and you know these people who you know have been there for me and it's tough because you know you don't play forever the average player plays a couple years and they're out of the league three and a so, half years um yeah he played so, for 16 you know, years man you got to stretch that money. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you can't go into it, you know, with the mindset that you're going to play, you know, a decade in the league because very few people do that. You know, you want to work towards that, but you can't, you know, financially you can't plan that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, Mark is a part of the, the Fox sports gambler. Mark, what else has been going on with you, man? You've been involved with so much shit. Oh, Oh, actually we haven't had you on since, since the big news, man. Mark is writing for Yahoo Sports. Oh, really? Oh, oh Mark, congratulations, man. Congrats, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun this year. It's busy, you know, which is good. But, uh, yeah, during the week, you know, writing for Yahoo Sports book, um, putting out about four pieces a week. And then, you know, on the weekend, Saturday morning, I do betting for breakfast with the Sharp app. And then, you know, Fridays and, and Tuesday nights, I'm on, uh, you know, Fox Sports, the gambler in Philadelphia talking about, you know, some local stuff and some NFL stuff. Uh, you know, I usually run through a lot of the NFL card on Tuesday nights and then, you know, talk about some local stuff with Sean uh, Brace on Friday. But, yeah, it's, it's keeping busy, man. It's, it makes the season go fast, you know. It's yep. like we're already into week five. Oh. Have we lost him? Oh, shit. We lost him? Oh, no. Oh, no. I think I lost him. Oh, no. We man. suck again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it's 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 funny. Oh, fuck, it's, awesome, yeah. It's not funny. It's it's cool to watch somebody that we we seen, you know, three years ago. We were talking to him. I would say three, four years ago. I don't know. Um, and him kind of just starting out doing podcasts and, and kind of trying to kind of fulfill a dream that he has, and and to look at kind of him nail on all these different like you know national platforms and all these different right. things, and him kind of growing into into something like that is is really cool. Yeah, Mark, really you, cool to watch. Mark, you there? Like yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Sorry, dude. Yeah, you, you cut it. I don't know what happened. You cut it out. But. So, Mark, That's all right. When, when, I mean, when, I can hear you guys. I, something must have dropped or something, or maybe I hit you by accident. Okay. News. Mark, when are we getting you back in studio, bro? I know. We got to meet up. We got to link up, have some beers, man. Watch a game, dude. Definitely. Absolutely. You kidding me? Yeah, we got yeah. so much going on now with the Sixers and the Flyers. There's going to be plenty of games, dude. So we'll have to. we'll definitely have to get together. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to so, make- what's your what's your record like? What, what, what percentage are you hitting on your on your, your gambling here? Because you you, you got to be uh, uh, 
you got to be doing pretty well if you're, you know, you got your own show. Can you hear Mike there? I can't. I hear him real faintly in the background. So, so I'm going to so, need a translator. So Mark said how, you know, basically, you know, yeah, because Mark's virtual right now tonight. Uh, Mark Winston, what was that, Mike? What's his record right now? How's he doing? Yeah, I, I said that. What, what's his percentage? If, if what's he's, your percentage uh, right now? Like, what, how you, how you doing so far this year? Gambling. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, you know, um, up in both NFL um, and in college. Uh, NFL might be a little bit more in college, which is which is rare. But, uh, you know, we got plenty of plays lined up this weekend. So, you know, hopefully we can get a little more distance. The beginning of the year is always a little bit tough because you have to, you know, kind of identify – you know, when to let go of some of your preseason expectations with right. some of these teams. The first couple of weeks, you're really leaning on, you know, what the work that you did in the off season and what you think the teams will be. And then you kind of. Oh, man. I... Mark, you keep losing you. Hold on a minute. Mark, you there? All right. You hear me? Yeah, there, there you go. go. What the fuck? I don't All know right, perfect. Going. Yeah, yeah, we got you. So, Mark, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell Mark what my record is this year in, in picks? No. No, tell him. All right, so we're in this pick 'em league thing. Sean's forty-two and nine. I'm forty-two and nine this year. That's because that's because nice. his worst nice. week he, he missed, and it, it's yeah. a straight up one. Shut up, yeah. Mike. I mean, he's in first. No place. one's asking no, I'm you, Mike. Thirty-two and sixteen. That's a great record. I'm in eighth place. <laughs> 40, <laughs> forty-two and nine. That's insane. What? what? But it's a straight. It's a straight. Shut up, up Mike. No one's asking you. Week. Shut up. Like, like Sean wants his cock stroke. I do. Yeah, that's that's a good record, so, though, right? So I'm uh, getting back to the game with him. Yeah, yeah. So, no, the so, hell with yeah, the hell. Get him back to the <laughs> Get him back to the game on thing, Mark. What's the play of the week? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that, that's a good question. That's a good question. I got a couple of them lined up. Um, what do you want? You want NFL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah NFL, yeah. It's uh, I'll tell you what. It was the Chargers. I really like the char, uh, not the Chargers, the Browns this week against the Chargers. But I do man, too. Some of the injury stuff about Baker. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit worried. But I, I'm on Cleveland. I think the Chargers are a team that's really a little bit overrated now. I think really? people get excited. I do because yeah. if you look at like how they've played, like okay, like they they handled the Raiders. I know the Raiders were undefeated, but nobody really expects much out of the Raiders, right? They surprise some people, but they're a team. That we know has some. Oh. Damn. We lost him again. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, I was telling you guys the same thing. I mean, I'm, you know, while we're getting them back on, I was telling you guys the same thing. Mark, about... I, I lost you again, dude. He keeps uh, losing me. Yeah, I, I keep losing you, brother. Let's move on. We'll have All to right. set it up and do a virtual thing with him. I don't know what's going on. We've got to put an ad in Craigslist for a new producer. <laughs> Hey, Brian, any words of wisdom you could give him? <laughs> yeah, don't give up. I don't know what's happening. I just keep I keep losing them. I don't, I don't know. know if it's – yeah, I, I don't know if it's something on our end or if it's you – know, Yeah, it might be. It might be. I, I don't know. in a bucket. It's all right. That was on, you know what, though? That was an unexpected call. I wasn't expecting Mark to call in. Mark you would have been more prepared. You would have had it done. The, the, probably not. No, you want not No, you know, no, no, I would have because it would have been virtual. He would, is in a bucket. No, he would have been – you know what? That he would have been virtual. I would have Mark on. I, I I don't know. Something's wrong with the phone thing. I don't know what's going on. So it's cool. Hey, Mark from Fox Sports, the Gambler, called in. That was cool. He gave some picks. Um, wow, he's going against the Chargers though. He thinks the Chargers are frauds. I wanted to hear. His well, he's not saying the Chargers are frauds. He thinks the Chargers are overrated. I wanted to hear his opinion about Hurts and Eagles. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, we'll get them all. We'll get them all soon. It's cool. We tried, man. We lost them three times. I don't know what, the, what else to say. <laughs> new producer. Get the fuck out of here. That has nothing to do with me. No, Polsky, new producer. What the fuck? Now, fuck you. All right? I say, that's enough. That is enough. Stop bashing me. I got us Brian Dawkins tonight, and you sat on your fat ass and did nothing. All right? What the fuck did I do? You fat bitch! I do nothing. You fat bitch! That's what I got to say. I do nothing. Fucking jet bag. I agree with uh, Dan Vargo. Dan Vargo said the Chargers for real. Anyway. Motherfucker, you. So we talked about the um, the Brian Dawkins um, after party we had. For about an hour, you hung out and... Um, it's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it was, it was Sean, pretty cool. Sean stuck to his underwear. Nah, dude, it was all, dude. I, I'm still getting over it. Like, I don't, I don't feel like doing a regular show tonight. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. I don't feel like doing. Like, I don't want to talk about anything else than what we talked about. Like, I, that I, was. Well, now we will, but I, well, I don't hate you for that. God damn. We talked to an NFL, one of the greatest NFL players Wait, of all time tonight. A gold jacket wearing guy. And he called our show. You know, he's the second Hall of Famer we had. Who was the other one? Brian Propp. <laughs> he's always the Flyers Hall. He's a Flyers. He's a Flyers Hall of Famer. I wonder if he remembers he talked to us. Stop. <laughs> what the fuck? You're a dick. Brian Propp's one of the greatest Flyers of all time. To, to, to fucking put he respect. He was my to... favorite player then. We'll stop, we'll stop being a dickhead. Why? Guffaw. Ain't my fault. He's Guffaw. Just... Brian Propp's a slob. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> hey, Brian Proc, can you do a station? Stop, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> On that note, Polsky said you guys had a great player, the greatest player and a human being. I, I hope he I hope he uh, put some influence into your lives. Gary, you might need some influence in your life. I always need influence. I think you do. I do. Not alcohol-related. No, because I always got negative shit going on. All right. Well, good. Uh, Gary needs Gary needs Jesus in his life. I he, do. You did need some Jesus in your life. How, you what, wait, how did Dawkins tell us after the show? He said, uh, I I'm have some... i him. I wanted to run through a brick wall. I have... Oh, he said, I have a vertical... I have vertical influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool, man. I like yeah, the way he, he, I like said the way that, he put it. I think that was when he was talking off, uh, off the air. It was off the air, yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. And he was just talking about, like, when we were just asking him, like, all the athletes and all the dumb shit that people do, um, Can't go wrong you never were caught up in any of that. How can you go wrong if you got God in your life? No, I, I he, look, yeah. I, you know, look, no, listen. I, no, I'm not, I'm not talking yeah. bullshit. I'm not kidding. I, yeah. I'm, I'm straight up. If you got God in your life, how can you go Look, wrong? I mean, look, listen, we, we've had Mark McMillan on our show several times. McMillan is very spiritual, very, um, um, very much in that in that realm where he he's he lives by the book and and Brian Dawkins uh, does the same and the, the both of them. But Mark McMillan also gets how the fans react to certain things. But Dawkins doesn't. Uh, I didn't get to that part yet. All right, well, I'm waiting for you. Waiting for you to get to that part. Of course he does. Uh, how, how can yeah. He, how can he not understand how fans react if he calls our show? The both of them. I mean, Dawkins. What is this stuff going I, on? I don't know. That's a fucking. That's getting. Well, that's well, gone. That's what that is. What wow, that's that was weird. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. That was strange. What is this? Yeah, what is it? 
What? Don't worry about Can it. Can we like block this guy? I, I got it. What's yep. he got to say? Okay. I got it. Um, you know where I live. Come on over, motherfucker. Yeah, we're good. Um, no, it, it's um, it's the truth, man. It's you know, it's uh, he he's been absolutely amazing. Um, him, no, him and McMillan are, kind of live by the book. They kind of go by the same the same role. Um, you know, just you know, they they live by the by that by that feel, like you know. <coughs> did I, did I no, what are you doing? I'm in the middle of talking. What are you doing? No, no, no. We got a hacker. A hacker jumped in the, the thread. No, no, no. We're, yeah, we're not talking about you, guy. There's nothing to do with you. Yeah, we had some random dude yelling, call all kinds of random shit on YouTube. Um, I just don't, I don't want to embarrass nobody or embarrass. The no, no. Like it's I too said, late man, for that. Like it's, it's too well, late for yeah, that. I mean, guy. that's that's true. What I was trying to say, sorry, I was distracted. There was some real random sh- stuff that came over <laughs> on YouTube. Um, Mark and 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 Mark McMillan and Brian Dawkins kind of go side by side. They they both um, they're very proud of their back, you know, their their their, their previous uh, accomplishments, and they should be. Yeah, it's don't worry about it. So they, you know, it, it's it's pretty awesome. I gotta see it. All right. Yeah. So, I know, um, two of them, both of them. Right? Oh, let's, let's look at this. So while we're while we're going, you know, I we usually do the what are you drinking skit. Obviously, we went right into the thing. Me, I'm drinking an energy drink and vodka tonight. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on, Mike. What was that again? I'm drinking an energy drink and vodka. Okay. Why would I be drinking an energy drink and vodka? What'd you say? Because you're tired? Because Dude. I'm tired. Dude. Why would I be tired? Because just like everybody else on the show, I barely slept last night. Energy drink. Yeah. Right. Energy drink. And during the interview and just kind of the excitement and just the the ramping up for it and then everything and, and during the interview and everything and just the focus and everything and the super focus and everything that we had to go through after the interview ended I, I was exhausted yeah. mentally I was exhausted I needed to pick me up so I decided to drink some energy drinking vodka I agree I, mean, I agree with you Mike I was, why, Mike you being all lit up and drunk you should be here man oh good point should I be should be yeah but um, I was driving home, like driving to get the driving down your freeway. Um, and like I, I was just like, like, ugh. Sean's like, you coming back over? I, I don't know. I thought you were taking a nap. I can't sleep. Yeah. No, that was me. I was the one that said I, I think you should take. You, so I thought I've, you were taking a nap. So if you watch the interview again, you watch the video, you can see it at some point. I get distracted. <laughs> That don't matter. Yeah. Now everything's good, but my I, I was getting phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. And it turns out my daughter, my two year old uh, daughter, got glass in her eye as we're doing the interview with Brian. Got glass in her eye. Talk about a sharp ending. Um, it was bad, um, but everything's it's good. Sharp ending. It, everything was good. <laughs> she she got um, she got it removed and she's good. Her left eye is swollen, but she's good. She's on antibiotics. Everything's fine. She's released. She, oh, she's, We're son, good. 
And she's herself. She's herself. You're right. She's herself. So that was that was worrisome, man. I was, dude, I, I was literally, like, if I was nervous for Brian coming on, I was more nervous during the show, during the interview, when I'm seeing that text. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm not... Like, like you can't cut it short, but at the same time, you're worried about your daughter. Like, I'm like, like what, yeah. are you kidding me with this? You had such a mixed bag of emotions. Well, you didn't, going he on. didn't know. He didn't know that it was about his daughter yet. So, yeah, like, I, he, I'm sure that if he heard that his daughter had a piece of glass in his eye, he probably would have cut it short. Like he the, just break out my fucking party. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> are you, what are you doing? You got 18 more years to ruin my life. You're gonna do it now. So Sean sends us a picture of a fucking meta meta helicopter. Oh yeah. So yeah, not, dude, Mike, some, Mike, some so Mike, so Mike drove me, so here, Mike drove me to the hospital to, to, to go Mike, meet, Mike drove you? yeah, Mike drove me to the hospital to go meet them, so Mike drives me off, he, he, he I go, I walk in, it's like a fucking sardine can, with people wearing masks and coughing, and people getting IVs and shit, I'm getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was bad, sounded sound like George from yeah, work, yeah, it was, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, let me get out of here, so I leave. I'm like, when are you guys getting out? Oh, we're, getting, we're about to get out. Okay, cool, because I'm waiting outside. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, this helicopter starts taking off. I'm like, oh, let me get a video of that. So I take a video of it. I didn't, no context. Oh, your daughter in the helicopter? Yeah, no context. I just sent it to them. They thought my daughter was in the helicopter. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, I was some poor schmuck in a fucking stretcher getting loaded up. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck him. Camera's dude. out. Fucking, dude, I got some good video of that fuck motherfucker. Fuck that guy. Up. Your daughter's okay. Yeah, she's good. And that guy's probably going to die tonight. So there's hey, that. hey, guys, can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. Congratulations. We made it one hour, 13 minutes, and 30 seconds before becoming a shit show. So, Brian fucking us. Dawkins. How about that? We made it. We made it. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it. Before we, we said something inappropriate that would, you know, turn off the, half the audience. Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we, yeah, fuck that guy on a stretcher. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now we I did like our the other one. We did I our like the other one. Fuck that guy on a stretcher. Uh, he said, LOL, <laughs> congratulations. At least that guy on a stretcher, he's got a scene in Walking Dead. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Oh man, I, I'm still, I'm still. So much for PG. Oh, I'm still on cloud nine. <laughs> no, I think we're good enough now. Wow, I'm still. Get a yeah, probably. Why is it always about you? Yeah, it's me looking at me. No, that's that's not what I meant. What do you mean? What did you mean then? Was this fucking, he had a guy on we, we can't hear you on mean. the. What's the matter? He had a guy on there giving him shit on his fucking Facebook. And you're still going on about it because you think it's about you. No, because I'm mad. Oh, hold on. Vargo. You don't even know what he said. Hold on. Vargo said, I was the guy on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, it's, I'm glad you're okay. I I, I was worried about you. You just go I back. Worried not so much. You, you just go back and build them melon dacks, no, Dan. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You guys are behind in your builds. Let's go. <laughs> chop, chop. All right, anyway. Um, besides that, we. I put something on it. No, no, let's like let's 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 reflect for a second. Let's move on, okay? Let me put something on. It's really it's really hard to move on from this, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Before we move on from it, I just need to say one more thing. Go for it. Did anybody send a forty-five minute fucking text message? (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody notice? 
the facial expressions on our oh. face. Oh, the oh entire yeah. Entire time of the interview, yep. there was a smile ear to ear on all of our faces the entire time. If that doesn't like tell you how how special it was, and on top of that, and on top of that, on top of that, on top of um. His reactions to some of the questions we asked. I love that guy. Where he was, he, and you guys, uh, I'm sorry, like a lot of the stuff, the more cordial stuff, and we're not going to get into it because there was a lot of stuff that we don't want it on the air, but there was stuff after we got off the air. Yeah, and it got a little deeper. Like It got deeper. We it recording. got more cordial. And it got more like, hey, you're sitting across from us right now um, after the show. And some of the stuff he said, he was, he was getting emotional, man. He, he don't ever think for a second that him crawling out of the tunnel was an act. Absolutely Brian not. Dawkins. Yeah, absolutely not. He, that was pure emotion. Um, he mentioned it a little bit on the recorded part, but it because I asked him again after the recorded part. Um, we really got into it, and um, it was just a switch that went off when it was game time, and I'm sure any. Eagles fan, any Dawkins fan knows this already, but um, it was just a switch that went off. Let me ask you guys. That, that just made, the, like, the intensity just kicked in when it was game time, and he just became, like, a, a, an animal, yeah. A, like an animal, but it was controlled. How do you turn that off when you go home to your family? I can't hear you. Like, like how hard is that to turn off? When you go home to your family. I don't, I don't think know, he like, struggled. Yeah. I don't think he struggled with that. Because when it was game time, the intensity kicked in. Well, he talked about it with us. Yeah. He said during the week, Dawkins, by the way, we're talking about. He said during the week, he was the way he was with, like, what? Like us on the show, right? Calm, cool, collected. But when it came time to game, you know, game time, game day. It was like a lion. Whoop. It was like a lion hunting a fucking bear. Yeah. So oh. we, we talked about the one tackle he made, right? And oh. we started laughing. He's like, "Who was that against? Oh, that was against the Giants. Was we against we the got a Giants, Giants fan that's listening in. So I just figured I'd was throw it, it, it wasn't Shocky. It was someone else. It was. It was against. Was the it Shepherd? No, no. It was before Shepherd. Was I it? Forget. Was it Amani Toomer? It might have been Amani Toomer. I think it was Amani Toomer. It's not a Toomer. It's not a Toomer. It's not a Toomer. Coming day and night. How do you have a success with that kind of name? So he, he was a decent receiver, actually. So he he you know you've all seen the meme. On the sideline, Dawkins is arms out, legs out, and makes the tackle. Like literally, oh, that was tackles a suplex him. question. And he, no, 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 this was the, this was different when he was that's talking a different about different tackle. Yeah, when he was talking about it being a cat, how did a cat attack? He goes, "Yeah, how does a lion attack? You know how a lion attacks? They pounce. They pounce. That's how I did it. I, I'm a big animal planet fan. I'm like, we're laughing we're like Jesus, dude. And then I, I had mentioned like, so where did the German suplex comes in, come in at? And he said that that was just MMA training. Yep, and he he's big on the MMA training. Who was he, it that he German suplexed? Oh, that's a great question. I remember to play. Oh, I, so I long. remember to tackle. I don't remember who it was against. I got confirmation that it was tumor. It was it tumor. was tumor that he pounced on. <laughs> good get, good good job, good job, good job. Oh, good for you. And it was on the outside side line. I remember it was on the uh, near side sideline where he made that tackle. He, yeah, was he, got, he was gone. He was gone. Yeah, and he, tumor was gone. He prevented a touchdown. Yeah, like he would. There was no one else that was going to make that tack, that tackle. Yep. He was out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Polsky just said he flipped the switch. He, dude. First of all, and I, I, I was I was afraid to ask him. Actually, at one point, 
after we interviewed him, we were hanging out for, you know, the hour or whatever it was afterwards. And he's talking about, you know, I'm looking at the screen, and I held, I held anger, and I'm mad at you, and I'm mad at you. And he's pointing at the screen, right? And he's pointing at the screen. And I said to him, Brian, i got to be honest with you. I, 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 I was a little intimidated there. Like, I thought you were talking to me, you know? <laughs> and he started laughing, you know? And I was obviously kidding. But hearing him say that was like, ugh. I don't want this motherfucker saying something like that to me. Like, he... He's pushing more weight. I can guarantee he's pushing more weight now than he did when he was a player. Yeah, I agree. His arms are fucking ridiculous now. Like, and he said when he was a playing, when he's playing, his weight was like two ten, two fifteen. He's up to like two twenty five now. So he's he's ten fifteen pounds heavier of muscle. It's all muscle, dude. There ain't no fat on the, on his body. You know, I got another thought too. Like we asked him the question about um the quarterback that that he hated the face and you know he answered it was Peyton Manning but it was really more the offense it wasn't meant how many quarterbacks when they would play the Eagles always in the mind you got to be careful that's Brian Dawkins back there mm-hmm. is there I think a better question is is there a quarterback out there that didn't think yeah that they're, they're even better Mike even better like um Everybody worried about Brian Dawkins. Out you there. had to, man. Like, like where's I, number twenty? Right, where's number twenty on the field? Like, am I going to get my receiver laid out? Is he going to pick the ball off? Is he coming to blitz me? Is he blitzing? Yeah. yeah like, do but, I need to worry about this dude coming and blitzing me because he blitzed? The, you know, he, he was a menace when he blitzed. Right, and like quarterbacks when they come up to the line, like their their first thing is usually identifying the Mike linebacker. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. So yep. yeah. when you were playing against Brian Dawkins, were you more worried about Dawkins than Trotter? Trotter was good, but, yeah, you were worried about Dawkins. You had to be, right? I would think so. You know what I mean? You're not identifying where – I mean, you want to know where Trotter is, but you, your number one concern, where, yeah. where's number 20? Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, <laughs> I would 100% think so. Uh, Dan Vargas yeah, said, I know Mike Vick was worried. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, good he man. was. Yeah, he was, Danny. Uh, Vick's on record. That, that, that I mean, he still played like a warrior. Like, them five years he was here. But Vick's on record saying that that hit changed him. So, in the book, and again, the whole fucking show, I don't care if we promote the show or promote his book all show long because, you know, whatever. But in his this book. Is, this is his show. This is yeah, his, this show. his show. So, in the book, he mentions that hit. And I was glad that made the show because I wasn't sure if that was after the show or, or after the recording or not. I'm glad it was. Um, he said he was very woozy after that. He hit. said he was. Out, he said he was knocked out. He said he, he said was, he was, he said he was in seven count, and 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 um, he said he was never the same after that play during that game. And then all of a sudden he saw a ball come up. And, well, I'm going to pick this off, and he picked it off, and that was the game. You know. Yeah, that sealed the game. Yep. Yeah, that was the first playoff game with Jay Feely. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. Jay Feely uh, went 5-1 and one that year yeah. with the Eagles. Because uh, that, that, that was the year uh, McNabb blew it, uh, broke his ankle against the Cardinals, against and then the, the fi- following week, Coy Detmer uh, popped his elbow. Against, against the, the 49ers, 49ers on Monday, Monday Night, Night Football. Yep. Yep, the Eagles were 13.5-point underdogs. That was a Coy Detmer game. That yeah. was when he was flailing like a fish Dude, out of yeah. water. <laughs> Dude, he went nuts that game. Oh, my God. That, that uh that season was nuts. The yep. fact that they even made it that far was nuts. And right. then McNabb came back. For the playoff game. Yep. Yep. So, 
That was the year they lost to the Panthers in the championship game? Um, I think it was the Panthers. It was the first home one. Well, no, it was the Rams. The Rams was on the road. Then they were home for the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Falcons. It was the opposite. Bucks were first. Bucks were 2002 at home. Right. All right. So we lost to the Rams, then the Bucks, then the Panthers, yep. then the, beat the Falcons. It was, it was the Bucks yeah, season. Yeah. It was the, it was 2002. Yeah. And that team was built. And McNabb came in and they don't and throw they, in the flag. They beat the Bears. They beat the Bears that season. The Bears who had a really really good defense that year. Devin Hester was the return man that year. Devin Hester. Or Lacker in his heyday, yeah. Yeah, the, that, was team, that was a good defensive team. They no, had, they beat the Bears the year they didn't have the, the, the first round bye. 2002. It was Jim Miller. No, 2002 they beat the Falcons and then lost to the Bucks. They had the first round bye. <sighs> they, nah. they, they beat the Bears the year before when they played the Rams. You got a tight little man pussy on you, don't you? We're going to move I on. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't remember. I don't remember. Whatever the case was. All right, so we got we got some stuff here. Um, oh, I didn't even look up popcorn yet. Yeah, no, that's cool. So while you were drunk, Mike left too. What the fuck? What did he leave? No, his phone's still there. I swear to God, if Gary left, he's getting a punch in the fucking face. No, his phone's still there. All right, that's good. He ain't leaving tonight. Listen, um, you know we we've we've made it a uh, a thing to make sure that we cover. National sports stories, and while you're drunk is a is a feature we've we've uh, put out there um, recently to kind of help with that, and I think we've done a nice job with that. Dave Peterson said it was the season in the box when it lost to the box, so that was right. When they beat the Bears, yeah. then that wasn't the year they beat the Falcons. No, you're right, because that year they beat the Giants, then the Falcons, and then, then the box. Or the loss of the box. Yeah, you're right. No, because they, that this game penises went, that this Penis. game went, went, that that year oh with Jay Feely, McNabb came back for that playoff game with the uh, Falcons when he hit Vic in the end zone. They had the first Vic, round bye. When he hit Vic in the end zone when Dawkins hit Vic oh. in the end zone. Oh, all right. They had the first round bye. The game against the Falcons was the first playoff game. Your neighbors okay. are gonna hate you. Why? Are you standing on your porch in the front? I can't hear you. What's that? No, you didn't. <laughs> why, why are you lying? All right, while you were drunk, ladies and gentlemen, while you were drunk. I am not drunk, man. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six-pack is, is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? Bryce Harper feels like he let the city down. That's insane. Right? He feels like he let the city down... With the Phillies missing the playoffs. Um, that ain't on him. No, it's not. It's like, look, he, he came up small in the last series that mattered, right? That, that ain't on him. It, against, the, against the Braves. Yeah, that sucked. But, dude, if it wasn't for you. Well, you wouldn't even have been in it. No. So, I don't want to hear that. Like, I, I know. I get it. Like, he, he's feeling the guilt. He loves this town. He loves the city. And you know what the bad part is about all this? He lost 13, 33 months. No, but you know what the bad part is? He's never experienced the city in full fledged. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper has never gotten to experience the city 
in full-fledged Phillies fever. Yep. That's the part. That's the sad part. When the because, town's all about the Phillies. Right. So, like, it's, it's when they sucked, and then the pandemic, and then coming after the pandemic. And he's never gotten to see a full crowd at Citizens Bank when they're really cheering him on. Mm-hmm. If they, if he experienced that, he would realize, no, dude, we don't blame you. We don't blame you for. We don't blame you for missing the playoffs. Not the, now Dombrowski comes off uh, in the off season interview and goes, "We're going to compete for the World Series next year." Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear any of that until I see results. Like I'm tired let's of this. Let's make the playoffs. Let's 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 get a game over 500 and then start talking about like when like, like put, your, put your product. You tell me. You're telling me that we're going to compete with the Dodgers. We're, we're going to just no. all of a sudden compete with the Dodgers no. next year. Put your yeah, all of a sudden, we we're even, a non-playoff team. We we're all of a sudden. With the Put your product on the field, then talk about it. We can't compete with the Braves. We're the gonna Braves with the Dodgers. who were injured, and and we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't win first place in a right. subpar NFC or NFC NL East division. <laughs> NFC East division. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking on. of baseball, Harper's got to get the MVP though. Oh, Harper is by far the MVP. He has to. All right. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm looking at you like that because I thought you were going to die. What'd you, what'd you, I'm dying over here. Would you piss on me or help me out? Shit in your mouth. This guy cut my <laughs> ear off, man. No, man. I'm dying <laughs> for you. Dying over here. That's not funny. Would you help me? Or piss it on is me? Halloween time. Would you help me? Joe West retires. Hold on. Uh, Cowboy uh, Joe West? Go oh, fat bitch! <laughs> you oh, fat that, that bitch! That remind who was that fat fuck the pit the Phillies had as a pitcher of West? David West. David West. That fat, David West. That fat motherfucker. David West was great. He was a good pitcher. He was a good pitcher, man. He was a really good pitcher. But he was a fat animal. That's like me on the mound. <laughs> That's like me on the Bartolo Colon of nineteen ninety three. Am I wrong? Yo, he's like forty five years old. He's Joe, still pitching. Yeah. And it's some independent league or something. Yeah. Yo, so he, Joe West. He, hold on. So Joe West. I am so tired of seeing Joe West on calling games. I am because so, he made himself the spotlight. Yep. Yep. Right. I am so glad he's done. So glad. If you get rid of Angel Hernandez, maybe give him a good, like, give him a good fucking company like mow lawns or something. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm done. Like Angel Hernandez and Joe West are gone. See, you might have a semi-normal. See, you know, <laughs> baseball. You started it. You started I, I it. <laughs> Garrett Cole. What is he? Thirty? How what much? The fuck! You can't put a gas catcher on that motherfucker. How many million dollars is Garrett Cole? Three hundred and thirty-four. Something. Something. Can't make it out of third inning oh, for the Yankees. Can't make it out of third inning. Oh. Yeah, as much as we, as much as we hate the Red Sox, least, I'm, glad, I'm glad they beat the Yankees. Yes, yeah. sir. Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'm, fucking, I'm glad too. I am fucking drunk. Yeah, we can't tell. I'm fucking drunk. Yeah, we don't. Shot. Yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah, let's do it. No, oh, we did. You guys didn't do a shot, did you? Yes, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, you up. did. We were oh, doing it during the interview. Line them up, Sean. All right, I'm do- I'm in the middle of my. You segment. line them up, Gar. I'm in the middle of my segment. Oh, you give- oh, You're not attributing anything. To- 
attitude. You're not attributing anything to this. Don't give me your fucking attitude. Talking to the mic. Nobody can hear you. Don't give me your fucking attitude. We'll go right outside. You don't have to scream into the mic. Nobody... You don't God, attribute, get, get it right. You don't attribute. Oh, so that's where he draws the line. He's going to the chair. <laughs> Gary's going to the chair. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. It's uh, 10 of 10. I, gotta, I ain't going to lie. 10 of 10, and Gary's still here. I'm a little impressed. <laughs> I'm a little impressed. <laughs> Dan said you're slurring your words. Uh, a little bit. I probably told me you. I'm surprised I'm you're still that, here. All right, we'll play the guitar later. Pull me a fucking shot. Okay. It's, you don't attribute to I this. Doing, all right, I'm doing a shot too then. All right. You don't attribute I'll to this. Shot hey, Mike. Well, what are you guys doing? Right, hey, Mike. Yo. Show a shot. Should we do your Philly? Right. What, are you, what, are we, what are we doing? Yeah, you want to play your Philly? You want to play your Philly tonight? Let's play your Philly. Let's do it. No, we're not playing your Philly. Why it's not? 10 o'clock, because it's 10 o'clock at night and we haven't talked anything <laughs> other than. So? That's all we're talking about tonight. We, we, got we still got popcorn to do. We still got to make our picks. You want to make our picks? No, we're not, New we're, not doing, we're not doing picks. Nah, that, that, we're not doing picks. picks. All right, we can nah. do picks. We can do picks. Come on, let's play your Philly. Nah. We're oh, he's picks. got the Jameson. That's, no. What, I Are we doing Jameson? No. Hold on. I guess we're doing Jameson. Jesus Christ. All right, anyway. Guys are bad Stephon Gilmore goes to the Panthers for a sec- sixth-round pick. Jalen Smith, this cut, goes to the fucking Packers. Why didn't the the Eagles? You know, I the, I had this conversation with Gary yesterday. He might not remember because he's a little drunk, but I think I kind of get it. Which one? The, no, Gilmore. I, I think I kind of get them both. The Eagles are going to be lucky to win five, six games this year. Okay. Right. Okay. Jalen Smith and Stephon Gilmore are not are are not. What's that? Jalen Smith and Stephon Gilmore are not taking the Eagles to the promised land. Right? Hold on, Gar. They're not taking them to the promised land. Right? So you're going to have so much cap space and so many picks going into this offseason. What's the point? That's true. And I, I, I think You know why? Because Jalen Smith is young. Young linebacker. It, it, Gilmore, that, okay. I'd rather hold on, hold on, like, hold if on. They we're gonna do one. I'd rather Smith. I would like that signing. Why would you not trade a six round? Uh, go with you just said. We have a lot of picks. You can't afford a six round pick for Stefan Gilmore. But when what, you, why when you didn't ha- work when you New- have fucking twelve picks in this? But draft? why didn't it work in New England? What's wrong? Why is he? Yeah, getting, that's. I'm why a, is I'm he getting lying. cut? Yeah, I mean, there's we a, can't hear, can't hear you. You're you're on the other side of the bar. But but Good that's care. what I mean. Like with the with the Patriots letting them go and moving on from them. Like why? We just got a message on Facebook from Monty. Uh, Brian Dawkins has always been my favorite, and you guys only solidified it tonight. Nice. Thank you, Monty. Thank you. Thank We're you, Monty. Glad we could. Um, glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. All right. No, yeah. I mean I. I'm, I you know what? I don't care. You know what? I don't. I, this team. Drop the ball. Here's the room. Here's the thing that bothers me. Gilmore was available two years ago. Eagles were going to trade Zach Ertz. Don't, don't even get into that. What do you mean? Don't get into that. Because it's, it's pointless. Why is it pointless? Because it does so, nothing right now. But later, two years ago, they were still competing. You know what? 
They're not competing for nothing this year. What were they competing Ryan, for? Ryan, I'm two with years you. Ago? Look. Uh, this Dave, year, Dave Peterson. Look at Dave Peterson's comment here, Mike. I can't see it. Yeah, I see it. Sometimes one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, is that I don't think that this year, you know what? I, they, they made a lot of moves. They did make a lot of moves to be competitive this year. But the the defense is an aging defense. There isn't a lot of young talent on that defense right now. Um, it, you know, obviously Dallas didn't see anything worthwhile or didn't see a reason to keep them, especially at the cap amount of money that they would have had to spend to keep them. Um, I think the Eagles right now are evaluating the young talent on defense and trying to revamp there. This isn't the year to win. This isn't the year to go for it. This is the year to evaluate what you have and try to build for the future, especially on the defensive side. The offensive side's all young. Defensive side, let's figure out who, who's the doll. What was that about defensive side? It stinks. Exactly. And I agree with you, Mike. I I think it's about who are we keeping and who are we not keeping. And I'm going to say this uh, real quick, because we had Brian Dawkins on the show. We talked about leadership. Because we asked him about the, this week's game, and he said, I want to see leadership on this team. He did. And he had a really good point. And I, I, if I'm talking out of turn and, and if Dawkins, you know, Brian doesn't want this said, he didn't, he didn't say any names, though. No. No, he didn't, he didn't talk about anybody's name. He didn't. He didn't. But what he said was it's hard for a young coach to be a leader on a team because no one's going to respect that. He said oh, it's hard for a coach. He didn't a say coach. He, he didn't said say hard coach. for a You're coach. Right. You're he right. Said, he I said apologize. that it's got to right. be, yeah, be said, the players. The coach can scheme, but the players got to so lead. Right. you got to be so, the ones that are accountable. So we mentioned some names, and he didn't say anything. But we talked about Jalen Smith or Jalen Smith. Jesus Christ. He said Jalen Hurts. Jalen right? Hurts. Said, we said Jalen Hurts, and what he said was, nah, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. So when Jalen Hurts starts yelling, Jalen Smith, where the fuck did I get that from? Will Smith, son. No, that's the the linebacker. Uh, I'm sorry, you're right. We were just talking about Jalen Smith. Shots. Yeah, don't you guys do your shots yet? No, we didn't do it yet. Here we go. Here. No. Wait, I'm not ready yet. No, I'm I'm in the middle of making a point. All right, do your shot and then make your point. No, I'm in the middle of making a point. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I make your point? I'm sorry. Let's step back. Sean Selby show over here. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't quarter pump sport. This is Sean Selby show. Sean, be careful going up the steps. Your head might not fit. <laughs> it's true. Play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboat son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Because my tits are big. <laughs> They're pretty, though. Aren't they? Uh, Jalen Hurts is not the leader of that offense. He's the quarterback. So Dawkins said that. Dawkins said, no, no, no. Quarterback and offensive leader my, is different. He's my quarterback. And I and I mentioned the thing about the, the story that came out by, uh, about um, Cox, Fletcher Cox. And, and Brian doesn't want to – he didn't say anything. Um, to be fair, to be fair. 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 I don't even want to talk about this. But I'm not so sure he disagreed. What Cox is saying, I don't like my role in this team. 
So you you now have nobody because I looked at Fletcher Cox as the leader of this team. The defense. Brandon Graham would have been a leader, but Brandon Graham's hurt. He's hurt, and so and it's Cox. And now Cox <laughs> is saying, Cox is Hargraves. saying Hargraves has a chance to be the leader of the defense. I, it's the first. It's, 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 it's five it's games where he's done. It's five. Year, right. You're. You, I. I agree. It's we five. Got, it's got, five we, games we, where he's done something. It's so sore, I'm not looking sore at Cox. I'm not looking at Hargraves and saying the Cox he's, are sore. He's he's going to be the uh, sore Cox. <laughs> I give up. All right. You know what the thing Is was? I don't, think that, I don't think that he said anything about um, Hurts being Cox just the quarterback and couldn't be the leader. He just said that Hurts is too young and hasn't established himself. No, what he, what he said was when when the quarterback is being vocal, the team looks at him and says, oh, "That's just the quarterback." Right. You think? Yeah, that's what he said. If it's Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, it's not just the quarterback. It's when the quarterback, the quarterback, has established himself. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. That team's immediately different. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That's All not right. because ex- exactly because of just what he was doing on the field. It's his whole attitude. You know what those guys are? Yeah. Unicorns? Oh. It's one. a unicorn. Well done, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, the Las Vegas Knights goaltender, Robin Lair. This is, this is huge, man. It, is it common for workplaces to give out Benaz? Benzo. 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 The words hard to say when you're sober. Just call him Benzo. Well done, Mike. Actually, it's not that. He's not that far off. He's not that far off. It's close. All right, benzos. Is it common for a workplace to give out benzos to employees when you travel and ambient? Uh, should not be. Should not that. Banana piece. Do, 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 do. Banana piece. <laughs> should not. Should that not be done by doctors, psychiatrists? Phenomenon. If you don't. If you don't know, benzos are like uh, Xanax, Klonopin, yeah. um, like a like a. They're they're downers. And this, and, and this came out of nowhere, dude. Asking for a friend, this doesn't just happen here in Vegas, but to be clear, I know many of other teams. I've also later, been in all the teams that do. Three days later, he retracted the story. Uh, n- no, he no, didn't. No, he didn't. So then he says, Philadelphia Flyers, dinosaur coach treating people, robots, not human. Fire these dinosaurs. Fire Vigneault. First story. I got proof. Try to shake your way out of this one. Okay, so Vigneault comes out and goes, you know, Philadelphia Flyers coach comes out and goes, hey, suck my balls. Basically, like, you know, he oh, basically yeah. he basically said, uh, you, you know, you just toss the panties. He's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know where these stories come from. You know, whatever. <sighs> Man. Am I, am I giving my player drugs to help him? Yeah, I am. What? Yeah, I am. What? What, you not? Gary, you are not a doctor. Hold on. Hold you on. are not a doctor. Hold on. Number one, Gary, where are you getting the drugs? And number two, and, and who are way, you? Gary, can you who can are you? the Jameson bottle so we can actually right, see so, Brian talking? Who are you? To- hold, 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 hold up. It's an opinion. It's not statistical. Take it easy. 
Don't get your panties in a bunch. Shut the fuck up! But I think you're making a drunken statement. How am I making a drunken statement? Because you as a coach, you're going to give your players drugs? And you wouldn't? No. I'm not a doctor. That's not that you go see the medical staff. Do you know where the drugs go, though? That's bullshit. How is that bullshit? That's bullshit, because you're going to give your player everything you can to help him succeed. I'm not going to give him drugs. Uh, All right. So I'm going to say this. It's happened. I know it's happened. It I happens. know it is. And it, it continues to happen. And it's not going to stop until there's a mandate against it. There are certain is drugs that are not that are not outlawed by the league. There are certain drugs that continue to go through the process or slip through the process. And uh, the player's taking them. And, and, exactly, and, Mike. Another player came out. I, I, I don't remember who it was. Another player came out today and said, yeah, no, his, it's true. I, no. Like, I don't doubt that it's true. I don't. Ambien's fucking... But I don't excuse it. Like, if Alan Vigneault's giving some of the Flyers drugs, like, out of his pocket, he's wrong. He's yeah, wrong. no, he, Well, wait a minute. That. He's wrong because he got caught. No, he's no. wrong. Come on, man. He's wrong because he got caught. All right, what if Claude Giroux's your kid? You're welcome with... You're, you're okay with Alan Vigneault just handing him drugs? You're talking about giving drugs to my kid? I can't hear you. Or, or to the player. Claude well, Giroux's your kid. I'm I'm Mr. Giroux. Right. You're okay with Alan Vigneault like just me. handing him drugs? Giroux's a grown-ass man. You're okay with Alan Vigneault just handing him drugs, whether he's a grown-ass man or not, Gary. If it helps him produce on the ice, so what? No, Gary, you're, Gary, you're making a drunken statement. No, you I'm were, not making a fucking drunken statement. Why are you getting pissed because off? Because it happens. I understand it happens, but you're saying you're okay with it happening. I am okay with it happening. Mm. I'm not okay I think with if you were sober, you'd feel differently. I'm not okay with it happening. I really do. What I'm trying to say, Gar, is that it happens, and it goes Why by the wayside. Why are you getting so pissed off? Who's getting, <laughs> you're the one that's getting Gary, pissed that was off. Disgusting. You're the one that's got the look on your face. I have no not look. Me. I see that. You're, you're raising your voice. Not I see me. eyebrows I'm frowning. Not. Your eyebrows are all frowning. Yeah, your eyebrows are You're raising your voice. I'm I not. am not raising my voice, Your Gar. eyebrows are frowning, Gar. Your eyebrows are frail. So you're, you're going to go on his fucking Your side. eyebrows are frail. Hell. Then now they're not. Now you're laughing. Mom, now you're good. Because Brothers are fighting. Me. Now it's showing like you're cool with it. Like I, I, It has nothing to do with you or fucking Sean. There to you go. The you're, you're yelling at me again. You're, make, <laughs> yeah. you're making it the fucking ding, scene ding, on ding. me. <laughs> how, how, you're the Fuck one you yelling and you got the look on your face. How am I making it a scene? You are making it a scene. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Guys, hold on. So I'm not okay with this. You're doing a frown eyebrow. Again. I mean, I see it. Frown eyebrow. If you're doing your player produces no. on the ice and it doesn't ha- nothing happens and it's under underneath the fucking bench, the bench and the bleachers, it's not a problem. Okay, wow, so cool. now it's brought out to the fucking light, and you got to pr- now it's a problem because it's brought out to the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Come on. So you're okay with, with just the coach just handing your players drugs? They it don't depends on a, what type of drugs it is. All right, no. Gary, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I got hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The hold question up. is, you're okay with the coach just handing your players drugs? Are the drugs prescribed to the player? No. Then no, that's not good. But I this have, is what's going on, and you're on. saying you're cool with it. I have a personal story. Know? Stop, stop, that's stop. What the, that, but that's what the Lear is saying, that the coaches are just handing the players. How does he know? Because he's in the league Gary, and he's seen it happen. Ryan, Gary, hold up. Fuck out of here. I have a personal story, personal story of someone I know who's in a minor league system. Minor league system. 
of the NHL. Baseball. Okay. Personal story. Baseball player. Sat in a bullpen. Was on the road. They went out. They had. They played someone in Canada, I think. Okay. Okay. Drinking coffee. I love. Coffee. He went out. Had the best out of his life. Pretty Came great. home and went. Can't, I can't feel my head. Something's something's wrong. They put something in his coffee. I can't feel my scalp. His team is like, you can't drink that much coffee here. They put greenies in there. They put greenies in your coffee. Now right? That, Not the that, team. That I don't agree with. What's it's the, the same thing. It's the same thing, dude. It's not the same thing, man. He, they, they, listen. No, it is. This is what I'm it's trying to say. This is what I'm trying to Hold on, hold on. They're hold putting on, shit in his coffee and he'll know about it. And they don't know what they're giving to these players. These players are on a plane. They're in pain. Actually, actually, yeah, like actually, hold up, hold coach, up. My elbow in hurts. this book, Brian, and, and the coach just hands him something. Talks going, about going, it. Hold up, you're going down the hall. Gary, Gary, shut up. Here, take these. Gary, in yeah. this book, are you, are, as a player, oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Just give me a minute. No, because you're you're off base here. I'm not off. Yes, you are. In this book, I'm not off base. I'm telling you right now, you are. No, I'm not. In this book, he talks about this. This is going to make you feel better. Just take him. And he took him. And here's a shot. Just take it. It's going to make you feel better. And it made him play the game. He didn't know what he was doing. And it made him. They filled him up with shit to make him play that game. And you're you're okay with that, bro? If they're forcing the player to take it. No one's forcing him. No one's forcing him. The situation is. Listen, listen. You're not going to convince me that. But maybe. Listen. Claude Giroux's coming down at the door, right? He's got his skates on. He can barely walk, right? They got they got a game to make the playoffs. They're playing the Rangers, right? And, he, and he's just sitting there with Vigneault. And he's telling Vigneault he's in pain. And Vigneault just, here, take these. They'll get you through the game. You'll feel better. Mm-hmm. You're okay with that? I mean, is he giving us goals on the ice, man? Garrett, that's, that's not the not point. The point. Uh, that's not the point. It is the fucking point. No, they're, they're not point. commodities. Right. They're, they're, they're beans. You're okay with Vigneault just handing him drugs and saying, here, this will yeah, be No, hold on. We're not well, saying, saying that Vigneault is doing Right, this, right. Though. I'm not saying that. We are I'm not saying it that. As a, I'm using it as a, as a, well, a situation. Wait a minute. Does the trainer realize what's going on with no, that player? No. Garrett, this is just a. Vigneault's just got drugs in his fucking pocket. No, we're not saying that we're not doing saying it. that, but so this he's is going to A and Somerset. Gar, please stop yelling at me and understand you are what I'm asking I'm not, you. I'm sorry, I don't mean to yell. Just understand what I'm asking. you. Shut up for a second, honestly. I'm not <laughs> being mean. Shut up and listen to what I'm asking you. <laughs> Dave Peters, I, I get what you're saying, but you but don't, you don't because you keep up! yelling at me. I'm not yelling. I'm yelling. <laughs> Peterson said comfortably, comfortably numb. What I'm doing? <laughs> what this lyric? Shut the fuck up for two fucking minutes. What this oh, us? What really, Gar? Yes, two minutes. What this Lear is saying <laughs> is happening is that a player will be going through something, whatever, and he's trying to vent to his coach, and the coach says, "Well, I understand. Here, take these. You'll feel better." 
so the coach ain't hearing what he's saying. He just pumps up full Right. Talk. That's what I can't hear happening. what you're saying. Oh, like, the player's not going to see the medical staff. He's talking to the coach, and the coach is just saying, take these. My hockey gloves feel like two balloons. He's not a pharmacist. He's not a doctor. Well, that's not right for the fucking manager to just say, here, take this. But it's that's what Lear's right saying is going on. Manager here, oh, okay. you so you, I think you misunderstood the point there. Like, I, because I know you better than anybody. I know There's no you way you'd be cool with better than what Lear is saying. Is Gar- Sean, please. Gary's not. You really think Gary's listening to you? I yes, I, I do. I am listening. He's not. So I, who are you to fucking determine what I'm listening to? You. Hey, what? How, how me? Look, now he's mad at you. How mad? I all I said was you. That's now all he's I said. Mad at you. Dude, literally all I said was you, and he got mad at me. <laughs> I didn't say anything I'm else not, but you. I'm not mad. You. I literally said. Your facial expression says otherwise, Gary. I literally. <laughs> don't, don't fucking attack me because I got We're a, not attacking. I got an opinion. I literally just said the word you and you got mad at me. My fucking knees hurt. <laughs> My knees hurt. Well, here, here's a fucking Percocets. Get out there and get me a goal. That's so that's the good? thing, though. Like, they don't know what they're taking. What Lear is saying is they're just handing them shit. They don't here, know what they're here, taking. Here, get out there and play. <laughs> That's what Lear is saying is happening. I don't see Vigno doing that. Can but that's not the point. Come that's not the point. No. Whether you believe Vigno is really doing it or not. The point was you were cool with what Lear was saying was happening. <laughs> Doesn't matter who the coach is. Dude, we can't always oh, fucking. Oh, you, you got it? Oh, <laughs> All right. So I think you took it a little personal that we were saying Vinio was handing the Flyers drugs. Hold on, Polsky said, hey, Gary, your knees are sore. Take these. Sit down. Give me what they're yo, taking. Here, take yo, hold on. Like, what the fuck? Yo. Here, take two of these. Hold on. Right? And in 10 minutes, you'll be able to get on your knees, blow me, and then go to sleep and let me know how you slept. Oh, after, I suck, after I swallow your children, can I have two more? I'm coming day and night. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Peterson said, take your ice cold benzos here. <laughs> Let's do this shot. Uh, all right, we got it. You did that all yourself. Let's do shots. You did that all yourself, Gary. All right, I'll lay a shot of the night. Jesus. Fuck you, you Irish prick. Bunch of child. All right. Yo, by the way, real quick. Uh, Last week, um, if you're a Sopranos fan, I don't understand how you can't believe that the Saints of Newark fucking sucked. Because it was. It was terrible. Woo! All right, two more. We're still on while you were drunk. It's like the longest segment ever. Because you guys were arguing. It happens every week. We should cut the Paul Holmgren, Rick Tockett, Flyers Hall of Famers. No. 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 Yeah. Not that Holmgren. Why not? What? Why not Holmgren? Maybe Holmgren, not Tockett. What? Why not Tockett then? Rick Tockett was a great player for he a while. Dude, though. Dan, I've been saying it for an hour. I'm a fucking mess. How long did Tockett play here? Five years? Two, two, two terms, right? I he forgot about the second time. stint. But he yeah, wasn't he, the player. He, he, he was the first time. No, he wasn't. He was but a he, fucking animal. He was a good was. player for here here for a long time, man. Well, the Flyers. And and Paul, Paul Holmgren. Right? Paul yeah. Holmgren should probably be a, a retired flyer. 
Uh, uh, I don't know about talking. Dan like- said, "Move the green bottle." He can't see Ryan. Thanks, Dan. Thank Appreciate you, Dan. it, buddy. There you go. Got that melon Dexter built. Nobody wants to see Ryan. Fuck Ryan. <laughs> that shot sucked, dude. Argumentative. Fuck. Yeah, that was rough. That shot sucked. I'm sorry. All right, last one was. I deleted. Gary, no. I where's the sorry draw? Where's your money? Put I the money in the sorry I jar. I spent it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got for why you were drunk. Uh, corn pop popcorn. Who's got corn pop popcorn? Uh, Ryan? Ryan? Yeah, does, I right? had it. I don't, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Flick, Flick that, that bean. Yeah. Huh. All right, we got 2006 tonight. Hold on. Vargo are we doing said- picks tonight or are we not doing picks? No, we're not doing yeah, picks. Fuck it. What? Now, I'm already dominating you motherfuckers. What do you you want to embarrass you more? 40 and 9. Suck it. One, two, three, dominate. You're like four games ahead of me. 40 and 9. You're not going to ever catch up. I'm 32 and 16. I'm in eight. Oh, place. that's it. Hold on. Dave Peterson just hit it. That was the last one I had. Why are you stroking your ears? Yes. John Gruden used a racial slur to describe an NFLPA chief executive, Maurice uh, D. Maurice Smith. He called him. What do you call him? Uh, he said his, 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 he lips, said his lips were as big, big as Michelin tires. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then and then tried to play it off. Well, yeah. I don't know. He said, I don't, I don't have a racist. played off or if he was being honest saying that. He said, I don't have who, a racist bone in my body. Well, what he said is he said that any. Listen. Buddy who's who. Listen, I don't who have, lies. I don't have a racist bone in my lips. body. So he wasn't calling them big. He was calling them rubber lips. Because Four Michelin tires. That's next. what he calls liars. Who's yeah. next? Get the fuck out of here. He, yeah, I don't believe that either. He, right. meant, it, he meant it one way. What's next? Um, Can we look at the picture like of this if guy? You, if you didn't mean it that way, why the Sean? first thing you did was go to his lips? You know what I mean? Um, Yo, fire that motherfucker. They, they're probably going to have to, man. I, I, I don't know if they go that far. Fire All right, so, yeah, it is the Raiders. Smash on I finished the last time I shot. It was still sitting in my corner. All right, so uh, Corner Pub Popcorn. We got 2006 tough, tonight. That was rough. Um, number 10. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, Talladega Nights. Yes. Talladega Nights. Am I on fire? Am I on fire? Am I on fire? I, I'm surprised Help me, that Tom Cruise. <laughs> when they kiss each other, what the fuck, dude? Help me, Tom Cruise. I'm coming at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all jacked up a mountain, dude, Chip. <laughs> That's a great movie. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. I'm the, ma- if there's, I'm the if magic there's, man. Now you if see there me. Isn't, now you don't. Now you don't. <laughs> if that movie's not Yo. influential, I have I have two different fantasy football leagues where a team's name prestige worldwide. Yeah, yeah, man. No, that's not no, the same no, movie. No, no. So that's Step Brothers. This Mike. is the wrong movie. Oh, God damn it. This is what where, he, right. this Fuck, where he's Mike. the race car driver. Mike. Hey, Mike. Shut the fuck up. Nice I'm sorry. I was, I was drinking. I'm Mike, sorry. Did Mike, I say Mike, something? Mike, you got no. Oh, Dave Peterson. I love, uh, you know who I love? Mike's I love Baby Jesus. Yeah. He, you know what? Beard. He's in the. He's in the major. Gary, if you're trying to insult me, you should talk into the mic so I can actually hear you. Mike's got a nice little man pussy. But How do you know? It doesn't make really any sense. But no, okay. it really doesn't. How do you know? <sighs> Number nine. <laughs> Number nine, oh, Casino oh, Royale. Uh, I got to tell you right now. I'm not a Bond fan. I I don't know if I've seen one Bond movie. Mike, if there's any James you Bond. You keep telling me. 
Casino Royale is the movie you need to watch. I have a feeling I'm going to get that as a Christmas gift one year. You have to watch that movie. That is the best Bond is that, movie ever. Is that Pierce Brosnan? No. It's that's, Daniel Craig. That's Daniel, Daniel Craig's Craig. first Bond movie. And tomorrow night, I'm going to see the final Daniel You're going Craig. to see No Time to Die? Yeah, I'm going to see it. You're a big Bond fan, I'm though. not. I'm not. Daniel you Craig. Know what I'm excited to see? Daniel Craig got me into Bond. Oh, really? Yes. yes. I yeah. do I like I do like Daniel Craig. His movies, his Bond movie, he's been the best Bond in my opinion. I, I know that might be blasphemy for many out there. He's my, been he's been the best Bond. Yeah, my dad's a fan from the beginning, and my dad would call that blasphemy. He, Richard Richard, I mean, um, the, Richard Gere. No, not Rick. Um, Sean Connery. Oh, Sean Connery. Is yeah, the best I, I'm I'm going with down. I'm done with. The Daniel Craig movies. My dad liked Roger Moore, too. He only did two or three movies, no, but my dad really liked them. Yeah, your dad's out on that vote. No, right, he he knows he's in the minority. He knows that. Yeah. Don't talk shit on my dad. But, it, but he liked dad. them. Don't he don't hates Pierce Brosnan. Hates him. You shouldn't be standing on the sheets, Gary. <laughs> Number eight. Papa Sheets. Papa Sheets cool, but, you know, uh, Gary, you're, you're, you know. Number eight. Not, nobody can understand you. No, anyway. number. Gary, please stop mumbling. Shut up. Fuck you. Number eight. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Before you start, I had, speaking of fuck you, there was a guy in front of me on the way to work. His brake lights were out. It's dark. Oh, yeah. This is a funny story. <laughs> his brake lights were out. His his lights were on, right? His headlights, his lights it's, themselves were out. But his we can brake make it home on one headlight. But his brake lights were out, so luckily, thank God, I saw the headlights in front of him through his windshield. I went, "Oh shit, that guy's stopping!" And all of a sudden, this guy is coming up on me. I'm like, "Oh, let me hit my brakes." This guy's brake lights aren't working, so I come up to the next light. I pull up next to him and say, "Yo, buddy, I'm not a dick, you know." I, hey, man, your brake lights are out. He goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and makes a left. <laughs> It makes a left and takes off. I literally did what Ryan's doing right now. I laughed my ass off and went, well, I guess he's going to die tonight. And I just drove. I just drove. I'm oh, like, well, fuck him. And he's got jersey plates on, so it makes sense. All right, that's I'm sorry. A funny story. Oh! So that makes sense. Number eight, Over the Hedge. Nah, I don't it's know. It's an animated Disney movie. Nah, I don't know. Never even heard of it. Um, it's actually not a Disney movie. It's Paramount. But uh, I, we got it. Guess what's next? What's next? What's that, Gar? <laughs> what's next? Huh? What's next? Who? Dude, what the uh, fuck? When? You gonna do it again? Huh? You Yo. again? What the fuck? Fuck. Yeah. Brian Dawkins, man. Number seven. It's not hard. <laughs> I just hear Carrie mumbling in the Wait, background. Wait, he's running. Is it Footloose? No, no. Step up. Happy feet. There you go. Happy feet. Oh, yeah. Happy feet. Wow, that's the third. <laughs> it's great. Like, yeah, please it's, stop mumbling. Please, it's anybody very that's annoying. Just hear Gary mumbling like in a that's soft the, thing. Yeah, let's go outside, guy. Let's go outside. Let's go outside. Dad, I'll meet you out there. Yeah, go ahead out. Don't call Uber. Yeah, on yeah way keep out. the chair warm for me. I'll be right out. Well, the third straight animated movie, um, number six, Ice Age, The Meltdown. Oh, uh, nice. Um, that wasn't Gar, bad. shut the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> said, fuck, Seriously, fuck. man. Actually, that was kind of funny. Fucking penguins. That was yeah, pretty- 
Yeah, don't talk to him like that. Oh, what are you going to knock me out, Gar? Hostile? You're going to knock me out? You've been getting hostile with me for the past half hour. You the fucking started the fucking Can't handle your alcohol. Number five. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, the mom is. There you go. There you go. You insulted. Look, you got your reason to leave. There you go. I got my reason to leave. Fuck you. Yeah, you got your reason to leave. Don't crash your fucking Dallas Blue Yeah, Dallas Blue. Yeah. 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 All right, good. Number five, <laughs> Superman Returns. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, that that was that was quick-lived. They were like, oh, we're going to reboot the series, and that's how we're going to do it. And, you know, we're going to we're going to really we're going to reboot the series with this. What's his name? Brandon Roth or whatever. Brandon, Brandon Ruth. Yeah, something, whatever, whatever fuck his name is. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Paul, you said ding, ding. Um, they put people all over. Gary mumbles. We can't hear what Gary's saying. White noise by Gary. There's three people. White noise by Gary. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Uh, Brandon Roth, I think his name was, or something, whatever. Ruth, I thought. And we it was. thought his. We thought that was going to re- reboot the Superman series. That didn't last. No, no. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a bad movie. No, it was all right. I I thought it was all right. I liked it. Uh, number four, The Da Vinci Code. No, I'm out. I, I, I saw it. I saw I, it. Yeah, I wasn't. I saw it in the theater. Impressed. I didn't like it. I actually never yeah. seen it. I saw it in the theater. I didn't like it. Nah. Uh, number three, X Men: The Last Stand. Nope, terrible. Yeah, worst was, movie, worst X Men movie. Yeah, ever. I, I agree. I, that was bad. Yep. Which one was that? That was the one where Patrick Stewart died. Spoiler alert. Fuck you all. Yeah, I, that, that's the first Ter- terrible movie. Terrible. Is that the one where um, um, James McAvoy appears the first time as him? I don't because it that. goes back. Is that, is that the one? That's, no, it's um, Days of Future Past. Oh, all right, yeah. No, that was, yeah. that was an excellent. I get them mixed up. That was an excellent. Yeah, what was the was, one with the? Uh, that, yep. The one that trans the the, the one that trans uh, goes through the walls. I can't remember any of their names. I'm, I that was the second one. That was um, X Men United. No, the second one was the fucking best. That was um. What the fuck was the blue guy? So the, oh yeah, the blue oh, guy. So I'm... so the third one was what like Juggernaut or was that the second one too? No, no, Juggernaut. No, the, actually, uh, that was um. I, I fucking remember. Yeah, Mike, you might be right. He he was the third. He was Rhino. Rhino. That's Rhino right. is yeah, the enemy yeah. in the third one. You're right, yeah. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm getting texts from from the uh, the comic nerd. That says that X Men of Future. Uh, that's X Men of Future Days Past. Yes. Juggernaut is in Deadpool. Yeah. Well, okay, yes. That too. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yep. Uh, number two, Cars. The first one. Okay. In 2006, that was the first. Wow. One. I went to see that with my sister. My sister was, Christ, she's ten years younger than me, so 2006. Yeah, I remember my probably like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, my son was born in 2008, and I guess guess by the time he was two or so, like, I remember being laid off one summer. That and Toy Story, I had to watch, like, three times a day. Yeah, I'm watching My Little Pony, like, two times a day now. It's it's not what you think. There's a new new era of My Little Ponies that's out now. Just came out. 
Oh, really? So it's it's yep. It's not the same old My Little Pony. No, no, it's not Rainbow Dash. It's not Pinkie Pie. It's not Fluttershy. There, there's a whole new yeah, yeah. That that's where that's that's my life right now. You wouldn't know nothing about that, right? No, no. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you, I'm kinda, you wouldn't know nothing about. I'm kind of glad I don't. I, <laughs> I hear you though, Mike. Um, number one, if you ask me, the the best in the franchise, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Um, nice. Okay. Are, are you familiar with them? I watched them. Um, I, I know I watched the first couple. The, the second one was the one where they. Um, wasn't that the one where they they fought the ghosts and stuff too? Uh, kind of. Um, the first one was more prevalent with that. Um, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, okay. Um, the second one was uh, when he got stuck in uh, Davy Jones' locker. It's actually called um, Davy Jones' locker. Okay. Um, the third one that this one that means chest is the one where um they caught Davy Jones um. Like his chest is his heart, and that's what keeps him going. Okay. And this, uh, the one where they put um, Orlando Bloom's heart in the chest, so he can um, like you live internal, but you got to transfer the souls across um, Hell's Gate or whatever. But the ending of that movie, and I thought Davy Jones was such a cool character, man. Yeah, so that was number one. Yeah, so um, okay. Some honorable a lot, of, a lot of Disney, a lot of cartoons, yeah. a lot of Disney. You know, that was interesting year, huh? Yeah. Um, so some honorable mentions. Number 15. Um, I'm sure we all love this movie. The Departed. Number great. 15. The Departed was movie. good. Yeah. yeah that's great a movie. great movie. <laughs> Hundred, uh, $10 says that Gary's outside mumbling himself. <laughs> um... Number 18, um, I thought this was a great movie. If you ask me, this is um, Will Smith at his best. I'm not a big fan of his, but... Hold on, 2006? I Am Legend? No. Uh, even that that one's good, but... Um, Ali? No, no, that was before that. No, I that thought was that Ali. was Ali terrible. Was that. Yeah, was like, I thought that yeah. was terrible. 2006. I don't know. Will Smith's best movie. The Pursuit of Happiness. I never saw it. That's oh, that, that was good. Yeah, that, that was that, really that, good. That's I, a really good. Oh, movie. I, did Peterson, Peterson guessed it. Did he? Yeah, yeah he I said figured pursuit. he'd know that. Yeah, he yeah. said pursuit. Yeah, yeah. I, I never saw it. I never saw it. That's a really that was good. good. That's a yeah. really good movie. Um, was that his, that was his son, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was the first movie his son was in with him. Yeah, I never was there it. another movie with his son in it? Um, there's one that came out not too long, um, which is actually not bad. If you can get past Will Smith, um, it's called Gemini Man. Oh yeah, I saw that movie. That's not that. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. His son is in that too. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. I never saw that one. Yeah, yeah Mark said good movie. Yeah. Um, just looking for a couple more honorable mentions. Uh, number thirty-two, Jackass. Number two. <laughs> um, Jackass. Two. Well, I I don't remember which one is which. I cannot. No, me neither. Wait. I cannot wait for the new Jackass movie. Though you know what? It got postponed again until next year. The new Jackass movie. Yeah. Did, why? I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck? I, maybe they're looking at like movies in the theaters not making money. I I I don't know. But it got postponed again until next year. Um. 
<laughs> Number 37. Uh-oh. Brokeback Mountain, which actually came out the year before, but late in December. What was that movie? Bro- I've Yeah, I've never seen it. No, me neither. Fuck with my ass, man. <laughs> Shit. Um, number 44. It's a Denzel movie, which is actually on... Made on fire. No. I don't. Not John Q. No. John Q is great, too. Great movie. 2006. Cunt Jones, number two. Close. Was it it Cunt Jones 2, The Revenge? Close. I don't remember. Uh, Deja Vu. Never saw it. I never really? saw it. I don't really? remember that. That's never. actually not, that, that's another good one. I never saw it. I never saw Deja Vu. That's a good movie. No, I never saw I it. I hated this movie. I love the Waynes Brothers, but I hated this movie. White number, Girls. Number 50. No, I love White Girls. That was awesome. Really? You White liked Chicks? White Girls? White Chicks, that movie was Terry Crews in that movie. No. Is pri- Come on. When he's on the no. ecstasy. No. He's on a no. dance floor with the glow sticks. Fuck you. Nah, I'm trying dude. to help you, motherfucker. Terry no. Crews in that movie is priceless. No. No, no. Uh, number fifty, Dwayne's brother, Little Man. Oh wait, number fifty-one, movie. number fifty-one. It's an Eagle story. Invincible. Yes, that was number fifty-one. That was 51? Yes, I thought that would have been higher. Did you ever see the remake of the Omen? Uh, Dave Peterson said, I guess about the, uh, the the one with Gemini Man. The most touching scene: him and his son in the subway bathroom, and he puts his no, no, I think that's. That's not that. I, I think he was talking about the pursuit of happiness. Was he? Or? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, was it about Invincible? Maybe it's talking about Invincible. I'm going to say it's no. talking about Invincible. I don't think he's talking about Invincible. Maybe he's talking about the pursuit of happiness. Probably. What about Willow? All right. Is he talking about Willow? Uh, number 65. <laughs> Sean's going to love this one. Rocky Balboa. Uh, actually, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. Now, hold I'm up. I'm surprised that that's 65. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hey, I number st- tootie fruity. Let me get on that floor. Let's see I that booty. St- I got a story about that movie. And it's a Dave It's a Dave Wood story. It's true. So, <laughs> we've, we told the story. I love it every time I hear that movie. And you guys are going to be glad I shared the story. So the Rocky Balboa movie, I go to see it in a the theater, and I'm like, and I worked in, I worked right off of Center City, and, I, and I'm like, fuck, I know that building. That's a fucking Thirty Street Station. I drive by it every day, and it's supposed to be some glamorous office building. It's like a fucking train station. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, right? So anyway, so I called Dave, Dave, down the way, Dave, for a long time. Listeners are still hanging out. I see a couple people hanging on here. If you're downloading it, um, you know, we, we appreciate it. If there are people who have been longtime fans, down with Dave. He's the um the uh, Kraken guy, you know, whatever. The so true guy, the Kraken guy. Worked with him for a long time. Don't scenario me guy. You don't don't use scenario me. Anyway, so I I, I, I called him up one time as a yellow truck driver. <laughs> hey, oh, man, no. I'm coming from Concha Hawken. Oh, yeah? And meanwhile, so so the uh, the, the shipping desk was adjacent to the, the, the area where I was calling him from. So I'm, looking, I'm peeking out. I can see him. I can peek out. Right? 
I can see him answering the phone, and I'm talking to him as I'm, you know, I'm fucking talking to him as he's answering, right? I'm looking at him. I can see him down the hall. So anyway, <laughs> it's adjacent. It's perfect. It's perfect angle or whatever. Angle or whatever. So I'm like, hey. Yeah, 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 this is Joe from fucking Yellow, blah, 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 blah. I'm coming from Concha Hawking. Dave, you mean Conchi? Conchi? No, Concha Hawking. I know what Conchi is, right? Conchi. No, Concha Hawking. No, fuck you, man. Fucking Conchi, Conchi. Ah, so finally, all right, fine. Where do I Where do I go to come to your place? Well, you go to 32 Station. 32 Station? Isn't that the building where they filmed the Rocky Balboa movie? Uh, I don't fucking know. I I don't know. It's uh, you just get off there. Yeah, but isn't that nice looking building they filmed the Rocky Balboa? I I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. Just just go it off there and and make a right. <laughs> so so then he goes, make a left on thirty eighth. Thirty eighth. Why aren't you you're at thirty first and Chestnut? Well, I'm making it up to 38th. You ain't gonna make the you make it make the turn at 40th. Don't you fucking tell me how to drive a truck. I'm driving a 52 footer. I know how to make turns. I don't need you to tell me how to make turns. And Dave goes, listen, it's a one way street. It's tight. This is the best street to turn on to make it to our place. I don't want to tell you. Well, I don't need you to tell me how to make my fucking turn. And he goes, I'm all, if you wanted to turn on fucking 40th, be my guest, but that's a one-way street and you're going to make the turn. I said, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> I will drive this motherfucker backwards from Conchi into your loading dock, and I'm going to get out and beat the shit out of you. And Dave goes, I'll have to see you fucking try, and slams the phone down. And it's the only time ever I've seen Dave mad. Ever. And Dave slams the phone down and walks <laughs> out. And I and I now this this is Sean being the biggest asshole that you know we all know Sean the B. Yep. Hey, what's up, guy? What's the matter? Hey, Dave, what's the matter? Yeah, this fucking guy is calling me. He's telling me <laughs> <laughs> what? He's asking. Why me, would somebody do that? Dude, the best part, Dave. I I'll never forget. He's telling me he's coming from Conchi. <laughs> right, Dave? Ryan, is that not right? Ryan's, Ryan's beside himself because he knows he's right. He's coming from Conchi and he's getting off a 30 station. He's rolling his eyes. And he's, he's telling me about some fucking Rocky movie. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And, you know, he's going to drive his t- truck backwards all the way through in reverse. Hey, come out and beat my ass. That's a, Dave, you better beat you better watch yourself. Fuck him. Fuck him, guy. Fuck him. So eventually I broke down and told him and he, dude, he's like, You're a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> he knew. Like the fuck. My fucking beer. It's in the fridge, man. Alright. What else we got? Uh, all right, so we're still. Well, we ain't making picks tonight, so I guess we're, we're calling it uh, night. Yeah, we're about to call it a night. But number one, no, no, one more. Number ninety-two. Enough is enough. I've had it 
with these motherfucking snakes. Oh, snakes on, on a this motherfucking oh, plane. No, no fucking that way. That's so bad. Snakes on a plane was not number one. No, number 92. Number 92. Uh, Dan, um, no, we're not talking about Dave Thorne. Dave uh, in our fantasy league. Dave used to write the, writes the name on the boards. No, it wasn't number one. It's number 92. He said number one, or, and one more, I think is what he meant to say. No, I said number one. I know what I said. Don't cover up for me. I was I was embarrassed. <laughs> You're like, no way, that's number one. You're cracking up with another beer. Yeah, that's the last one. What do you one. want from me, bitch? What do you you should have been the last one. You fucking cunt rag. Look, man, I got I got plenty I know. to drink, so. <laughs> you do it's yellow too. That's stronger than the shit I'm drinking. I got pee, man. Yeah. All right, guys. All listen. Right. <sighs> what a, what a nice you got a playoff song? Have you figured out? Yeah, a playoff no, song? I got it. What are, you, are you judging me? What a nice. Yes. Guy. You haven't I got heard. A and I'm Mike a hasn't heard. Hold on, hold on. You're not. You're not leaving anywhere until you hear this. I think guys. I oh my God. Brian fucking Dawkins. Why does it sound like Ramstein? Because it is. It's German. No, that's Power Man Fight Powder. Eskimo Cowboy. Eskimo Cowboy. Eskimo Cowboy. Guys, we thank you so much for joining us tonight. Everybody, holy shit. What a show. I, I'm, I'll tell you what, it's only two hours and 20 minutes. It's one of our probably shorter shows. It feels so much longer now. I feel like we've been doing the show since 2 o'clock. That's what she said, it Mike. Has, yeah. yeah, well, you know. It's been a great show. Brian Dawkins. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'm sorry about... Pulsey said no words. Um, we're getting all kinds of shit. Uh, Dave Peterson. Good night, gents. Quinnipaw Sports, the great Brian Dawkins. Wonderful. We're going to see you guys next week, gents. Dan Vargo said, um, great show, guys, tonight. Thank you. No, uh, God, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening in. I hope that we got enough people to listen to this. Are you kidding I mean, me? If, 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 if people miss it, they missed out. Uh, yeah, dude. Like the, Brian Dawkins was... Um, Everything has advertised and more. Yep. I don't know what to say. Let's just end it, man. Yeah, like, let's it. let's call it the show Inspiration by Brian Dawkins. Thanks for li- straight up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Yep. In this album.